Hello and welcome to Big Bandit Gaming. Today I have Isaiah. Good morning. Colton. That's me. Josh. Hello. And I'm your host, Troy. I just want to know one thing from you guys. What have you been up to? What have you been playing? We're just going to jump straight to the games. I don't care about your personal Whoa, lives whatsoever. I don't think that's on the dock. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you're playing right now. <laughs> pretty bad game. Um, you guys probably never heard of it. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty bad. It's called Overwatch 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard they, they made another game similar to that, though. Yeah, it's called Overwatch 1. Oh, yeah. Cool. Definitely. I Maybe I should play the first one before I play the second one. Hey, man. Uh, well, I don't know about that one. They, they merged the games. There's no longer a one. There's just two. Well, I guess I'll never play. Uh, yeah, but okay. I, I use this excuse to say that I have been playing far too much Chivalry 2. A medieval <laughs> game where you throw chairs at people and scream very loudly. <laughs> And it's great. And it's my holdover game till Bayonetta and God of War. Um, so yeah, it was on Game Pass and I remember playing the beta and I was like, oh man, yes, this is what I need right now. As it turns out it's what I need. Right. What 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 you don't need is uh my fiance trying to study for like a, a midterm and just <laughs> the TV behind her just a mass of screaming and metal clanking. <laughs> that's, that's all that game is, man. The second you spawn in, it's just like a, a guy screaming for like 20 seconds straight. Yes. So, so much role-playing from what I've seen as well. It's it's very fun. Um, <laughs> but what about you guys? Well, you, I know we haven't talked about what we've been playing now. It's been kind of slow, so I'm curious. What have I been playing? God. Mm. We've been playing quite a bit of Fortnite. Has oh yeah, dude, we have. <laughs> yeah, been doing that. Been quite a bit. I like the new season. The new season, fun. Right, so stuff they added. Are you guys playing the mode without the building, or are you mostly just uh, playing I, the? We're like switching back and forth, kind of. It's fun when you do that, especially. I, I think it's kind of interesting. Keeps it fresh. We're getting a lot yeah. of you know chicken dinners or whatever. I don't know turkey <laughs> dinner. Which one's Fortnite? <laughs> Which uh, one's Fortnite? Big, uh, 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 Victory Royale. Victory Royale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought you guys were playing it as a bit. Like you literally. Yeah, yeah, just like, oh, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> yeah. you guys don't know. I don't know. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, that goes to tell great. you how often we see that screen. Hey, pretty <laughs> often. Don't say it like that. We went pretty often. Well, yeah. Was, I mean, uh, what about you, Colton? What have you What have you been up to besides a little bit of Fortnite? Uh, well, lately, the this past week, they had version 4.0 update of uh, No Man's Sky. Oh. And me, I, I was able to convince my brother to buy it for Switch. I did not know that it wasn't. Uh, I thought it was like a full launch on Switch. And I was like, dude, you should play it. The game is cross-play. Like, I'll help you start out. Like, I'll start a new save with you. Like, we, like I'm so excited. So I got him all excited. He bought it for a Switch. And then it turns out uh, the game launched on Switch with zero online components. Like, it's a full launch. Everything launched Crazy. except, like, I mean, no multiplayer. And oh. I don't know why they did that. So wow. Luckily, I didn't make he that started, clear. luckily, he started a save by himself, and he absolutely loves the game. So I would oh, nice. really bad if he hated it, playing it by himself. But I was able to get a, 
Dalton and another friend of mine, Jackson, to start the game as well. Uh, Dalton's played it before, but we all started a new save. My friend Jackson's on PC, Dalton's on Xbox, I'm on PS5, thinking that, you know, we'll all get together because crossplay works, but I think this new update has messed up the multiplayer because we could not play at all. So uh, It's really so... frustrating because it's a really good update. It changes a lot of things. It makes the game way more playable, but it seems like the, the whole multiplayer part of it is really struggling right now. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I did try it uh, maybe about a year back when they made the next-gen versions. And I was like, oh, this is all right. It seems kind of slow and uh, like a little meandering. And I was like, okay, I think I've had enough. So maybe I need to try oh, again man. with this update. You, it, I think it's one of those games where like if you don't know, like you really have to have someone, I think, talk you through the tutorial because it is, it's very, uh, you can get lost really easily because the menus are kind of, I think they're kind of overwhelming. Uh and just trying to learn how to play can be a little exhausting. But I think they've fixed a lot of that with this newest update. A lot of stuff seems to be a lot more clear now. That's why I yeah. was excited for my brother to play for the first time. But so, so I've been mix, playing a little bit of that. It's been fun. Mix of good, mostly good, just some online troubles. I was yeah. surprised. I thought you were, I thought the thing you were going to say is that you found out that it didn't have crossplay when you thought it did, but it had working crossplay. I, I didn't know that. That's cool. When it, yeah, when it's it just works. for some reason I cannot <laughs> invite anyone that isn't a play like a PlayStation player right now, and that's annoying. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. All right, so before we move on to the main top of the show, you guys have anything else you want to throw out there? Uh, I've games been or playing, not? Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, oh I know it's Troy's secret? favorite game of the year. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sorry, to be fair, I've never played it. But oh, yes. really? Um. I think I think I'm a little lower on it so far than Colton, but I'm I'm still probably like I don't know twelve to fifteen hours in tops, but it's just a lot more of Horizon with the glider. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. this on another note, I just bought uh, a new OLED, so it does all the fancy new features of the of the consoles like vrr and all that stuff so i want to on that tv i really want to try out that yeah that game specifically because they have that mode where it runs at 40 frames per second with the uh with the uh with the vrr and it keeps all the 4k and really good visual effects so you kind of get the frame rate bump with the good visual effects and so i can try play around with all those modes and Elden Ring won't be as juddery. It's going to be good. I'm excited to set that thing up. Uh, um, I have but, so not a game, but I got yes, I got a I got a LG C2 42 inch. So yes, excited oh. to give that a go. How much was that one? Uh, I got it on sale for a thousand dollars, so nine ninety nine. Uh, right. I think normally it's running like fourteen hundred, and it was like kind of like a sale on top of a sale, and I told. Uh, my fiance is like, I'm not gonna buy that thing unless it goes under a thousand. <laughs> it was like a dollar under. <laughs> uh, and I, and I was like, should I? And she was like, yeah, go for it. So yeah, yeah okay, okay. You got the fiance's uh, approval. That's all that matters. Yeah, and I was able to give her a big upgrade too because I'm moving. Oh, yeah. I'm selling. I'm selling a lot of stuff too, so it kind of it kind of helps out that too. So I'm moving my desk and my entertainment system into like an all in one. So that tv is just 
large enough to be a considered still a TV, but also uh, just small enough to where you could possibly call it a monitor too. But it, mm. it's it's kind of it's still I, I'm going to see how it goes. I'm pretty sure the way I've kind of worked it out and the distance from the TV and stuff, I think it should work out pretty well. I'm a little nervous about how big it is and whether I'll get like strain when using it as like a like a computer monitor. Mm, but yeah. uh, but I'm I'm used to kind of larger screens and I already sit way too close to my 55 inch. I don't know if Colton remembers where I used to sit in my room next You're to like that TV. You're like four feet away from your TV. Yeah, I do. So, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not too worried because I already know that it doesn't bother me to have my Your body's vision. already been, it's already adjusted to that, I'm sure. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah I'm excited. So that, that'll, um, that'll be a really good TV to put God of War through his paces for sure. So, yes. Uh, I want to add that my whole thing been this past month is a, a big old Sonic the Hedgehog binge. I've rebought some of my old like childhood games I played of Sonic. I've emulated Sonic Heroes and Zero and like the first Riders game. So I'm on a, I'm a whole like schedule of like okay I beat these games this time. I even bought Unleashed with the 60 frames like patch on the Xbox Series S. I, I bought like a whole like a was it Xbox Live and like a fifteen dollar subscription for that <laughs> and it was worth it so so i've been doing that and i've been reading the comics the idw comics mm-hmm. uh lead writer ian flynn writes those and he also used to write for the archie comics we don't talk about that um but he's a great phenomenal writer he's truly crafted some amazing stories with these characters and um has a big love for this hedgehog and um he gives us like the the content that we've been yeah, always uh, wanted it. for this boy what was that <laughs> nothing we're we're good. Yeah. Sounds okay. sounds 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 good for that community. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's also very funny that yeah, that you bought that whole subscription for Sonic uh Unleashed. Sonic I'm a fan of that. I was hey, 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 I've seen more I've seen more Sonic games in this house than I think I have in my whole life. Just the <laughs> <of my life. laughs> they will come home and he'll see on the Xbox the headphones on and he's like talking to Victoria. I look at him I'm like is he talking to me? He's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm like, oh, okay. Or are you in the living room? Is that I'm in the living on? room. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. I get to yes. see the werehog. I had no idea there the... were so many different Sonic games. There... I, like I see a different one every day. It's a ridiculous <laughs> amount, yes. They're, yeah, they're um... constantly trying to reinvent him. That's that's why. Yeah, I'm just excited about Frontiers because they're, they're reinventing him in a way where it's like, okay, we're inventing him in a way where we want, we're happy like with like this sort of like concept and it kind of goes back to a little bit of the adventure era. So I'm all for it. I'm excited for Frontiers. I already pre-ordered the game. I'm excited. So let's go. Yeah. Uh, well, before we move on, I keep saying before we move on the topic, but I want to, I want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, uh, so we're right before God of War and Bayonetta. Are you guys still pretty hyped for either of those games? I still am. I'm yeah, I feel like I'm. No, I feel like I'm just kind of waiting for those I'm, two. I, to I, I, I'm not hyped at all. <laughs> John, no, I'm, serious. Serious. I'm serious. Is there no, anything? Serious. Is there anything else for the rest of the year <laughs> that yeah, that you're interested in jumping in on, Josh? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Um, what comes out in like December? Well, um, uh, in December, there's for me, there's the Crisis Core remake, which is. Very oh yeah, that's gonna be really too. good. Um, and also uh the uh the horror game. Um, about what? Go, wow, horror, horror, <laughs> horror. <laughs> so mature. Okay, um, so funny. Yes, I'm talking about Sonic. For, no, um, <laughs> uh, what, what's it called? Calypso Protocol. 
Oh yes, Callisto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that too. They just Wait, did they just release the remake for the Dead Space. Oh no, no, and yeah, that's coming January, and that Dead Space remake looks awesome. I'm yeah. really excited about that. They made like all the quality of life changes they need to make. They did, so it's not just like a one to one gameplay swap, kind of like the Last of Us was. They they actually remastered and retooled some like gameplay stuff. So. Yeah. That's a if you've never played Dead Space, that is that is a way to go because it's a great game. Even the uh, original 360 PS3 one still holds up. So yes, I, um, I like to I like to say uh, please excuse my language for saying that word. I thought you actually <laughs> said that. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> You're excused. Um, to answer your question, Troy, one game I am excited for is. Ooh. He has more Gotham Knights. And it's not because I think it's going to oh, be good. Interesting. Not because I think it's going to be good. But <laughs> it's just, it's it's less of a known quantity than God of War. So, like, God of War just doesn't. I'm like, okay, I know it's going to probably be at least good. So, there's really not much to, to, to learn by playing it. Yeah. Also, so God, uh, I'm just, I want to know maybe Gotham hmm. Knights has something in it that I'm going to really enjoy. Yeah. 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 It might just be like a fun arcadey thing, you know? Yeah. Um. Also, uh, the the pentiment, right? Yes, I, I am excited for that. That that does look really cool. So I I hope that actually pans out. I'm not the only thing with that is I think it's going to be a cool game. I just don't know if it's going to be my type of game because I'm not really an adventure game person in general. There's a few yeah. that I've I've really enjoyed, but it's usually when they're really light on the puzzles and it's more just uh like uh um like story and plot and stuff. So. We'll, we'll see how that oh, goes. That, that like reminds Night, me. Night in the Woods is like the last one I played. All to the way throw, throw in real quick, a story-heavy game. I'm not. I'm. I'm kind of like you. I'm not usually into like story-heavy stuff, uh, where where there's like a lack of gameplay. But yeah, I did yeah. play Immortality, which is exactly that. It's basically oh game yeah, all. um, and I liked it. Did Did you play it all the way through? I played it all the way through. I played it more than all the way through. Yeah, the production on that thing looks kind of insane. It's crazy. It's honestly, it's 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 an interactive movie. So if yeah. like if you enjoy movies and you want something weird to watch, that that's I think a good one. This guy did a few site. He did that Silent Hill game on PS2 and Wii. I think Shattered Memories, and then he did Her Story, which was another game mm-hmm. where you were combing through like found footage. Yeah, kind of stuff. But this seems like. Uh, it could correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a game where you're like combing through um, like someone's movie career to like. Or is it just like this character in her movies or is there like other scenes where they're not being filmed that you're combing? Yeah. Through? Yeah. So you get to see like behind the scenes and like pre-production, like post-production stuff. It's yeah. interesting. The found footage stuff looks really cool. Yeah, I, I, I recommend it, especially if you have Game Pass because it's Game Pass. Yeah, so so is Pentiment too. So, Pentiment. I keep saying, want to say penultimate. It's not. That's not. That's a harder word. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I can say pen and ultimate. Those are two words I could say together. Um, but cool, cool. All right, so let's let us move on to the main topic of our show, and that is indie games. Um, Golden Ring. Yeah, so I just want to <laughs> jump right in here and say, ask you guys. So the word indie game didn't. What, what does it I, mean? I want to say when is. Well, yeah, no. Uh, when's the first time you guys like kind of knew what an indie game was? Do you remember? 
Yeah, I, I, I can easily easily point, point like a pinpoint. It was after like like discovering Undertale and seeing like the community's response what? to that. Yeah, yeah, it was like like oh, wow, 20, been late. 2015, <laughs> yeah, twenty fifteen, and uh, I was just like, uh, oh, this is an awesome game, and like people were like calling referring to it as an indie game. It's a term I never heard of. Looked it up and looked more into it, and I was like, yeah, this is sort of what happens when you have a smaller group of developers that are not part of a big brand or a company, and um, that's what I've always known it as. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The the first time I remember understanding what an indie developer was was limbo probably oh, um i had never heard of braid until i played the witness much much later so yeah my my reference there is is limbo yeah i would say mine was uh braid like i remember seeing that like soldier boy <laughs> video soldier boy. of him playing braid and like freaking out that's an actual video by the way um yeah, yeah that sounds made up I, it, it's not. It's a thing. It's weird. But uh, by the Soldier Boy console, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was right around that era. I remember less that I, I understood what like an indie game developer was because even back then I didn't like necessarily understand what a developer was, much less an indie developer. Um, but I remember Xbox Arcade um, pretty clearly um, because I didn't know anyone with the PS3, but people with Xbox, I saw they were able to go online and. You know, they're like showing me, hey, we can play Doom like on my 360, like download it. <laughs> and I was like, that's crazy. And I think they they had Braid on there. And I was like, whoa, this is weird. Like, there's no disc, <laughs> you know? Um, oh, yeah. I think, and, and, you know, I think the first time I really thought about what an indie game was, I uh, I think it was at your house, your house Josh. We were playing uh, <gasps> Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle. Oh, my God. Yes. And I remember game. the term indie game. I think that may have been the first time I was hearing that term thrown around. I think it was oh, either wow. that or Minecraft, one of the two. What, what would that have been around like 2009 ish? Uh, had uh, maybe 10. I okay. Know, I really don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, at that point, I wasn't listening to, um, I, I hadn't gone into like listening to uh, like podcasts. Like I'd jump on IGN here and there when i could but i i you know i i just didn't hear anyone talk about the industry in that way at that point so i didn't know like how to differentiate in my head um uh because i it, this leads into like another question like uh, i i wrote down here like like what do you think of indie games now versus then when they started and i i remember it being a big deal because back then games were like 60 dollars all of them like you know, you didn't have like games ranging from like 20 to 30 to 40 um, with like few exceptions on like PlayStation 2. Like I think Katamari Damacy was like 20 bucks or something crazy. Um, but the idea of like a smaller like a, a smaller game at a at a lower price was just like not a thing up to that point. So. Um, I remember getting like PlayStation cards and being like, well, I can't afford, you know, can't afford a $60 game with this $15 card card, but there's like 20 of these smaller games I could get. And I remember that being really cool. Hmm. Mm. Um, but I, I, you get, you guys are talking about like the first games you played. My first indie game I bought and played was flower <laughs> on the PS3. Oh, oh yeah. 
And it's just, it's, it's less that I, it's like, oh man, I got to play flower. It was just that I saw IGN's review right around the time I got a PS3 in like 2009. And I was like, wow, this game looks cool. Like it looks really different. I'm done. I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. So yeah, that was my first indie game was a, that game company's flower. Was it good? It's, it's still good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really good PS4 version of it that you can still play on the PS5. I tried it for like a minute. I didn't understand it. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good. You you control it with like the six axis. I think you can control oh, it with the sticks on the newer version, but I I I don't know. I thought it was cool back in the day. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if we're talking about like what indie games were back then versus now, I think it's we don't maybe think of games now as that's an indie game and that's like a full price game. I think the lines have kind of been blurred. Yeah. Um, I mean, you still have like, you know, you're never going to mistake like God of War Ragnarok for like an indie game. Yeah. But people I remember people back then used to be like, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to play that. That's like an indie game, like as something like budget, you know, I kind of agree with you. But then I want to say that I think that's only the case for the cream of the crop, like indie devs, the ones that have really gotten like their reputation from previous generations if you just try to jump in with a, a new indie game like from a studio that's never done anything before like the odds of them the audience looking at the game and being like oh yeah i'm gonna buy that over god of war it's not gonna happen like it's not gonna get a 10 out of 10 from ig and it's not gonna be game of the year like it's all that only ever happens from studios who have like you know cre- credibility i guess in the industry yeah no, I get that. And and it's different back then, too, because um, it seemed like like Xbox and PlayStation, they would have maybe two to three indie games. Uh, Xbox, probably a little bit more that they had back because remember, like they had the summer, like the summer arcade yes. games and everything. And some of like the biggest games came out with that, like Super Meat Boy, yeah, exactly uh, Trials. Like it was kind of, uh, I want to say that sounds right. Yeah. I don't know if it, that was definitely a 360 uh, backed game for sure. But um, right. but it just seemed like, you know, the, these weren't coming out like a dime a dozen. So when they did come out, I, I feel like maybe they were like a little more vetted um, and 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 picked like yeah. handpicked. And I, I think that did still continue into the PS4. Like <laughs> the PS4 launch was a little uh, light. So they really backed games like Transistor or The Witness, you know. I think I'm just a bit more cynical. Like, I feel like it's not that, oh, man, we get, like, they handpicked the best games. It's just, like, no, there are just business deals that happen with studios that are, of the indie studios, like, are already bigger and, you know. I guess, it just, but, like. It doesn't feel like, like, there's plenty of games that don't get ported to consoles and stuff that are great that, you know, we've never played. Yeah, a good example I, I think off the top of my head is, like, uh, which is weird to make a reference to this, but it's Toho Project. That has a whole thing where like uh being poured to the West in the first place and is that a console. Uh yeah, it's just by I think one guy. What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Toho Project has been going on since like 19, 1990, like five. Wait, am I mixing that up with something? Is that the Toho Project is like that bullet hell game you keep seeing. You've probably seen it plenty of times, right? It's like those in impossible like levels. Oh, I'm I'm mixing it up with um that <laughs> the developers of um that free to play game from China. What is it? Oh, you're talking about Genshin? Yeah, Genshin. 
Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. What is it? What is um, the developer called? Itch Impact. And Behoya, I think. Toho? It is. Right? No, that's that's, that's, that's the anime. See, see. That's the anime dude studio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Miho, Miho, Miho. Yeah, or yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. I, was but, uh, I want to go back to something Josh said, but I, you know, I, I get, I do get what you're saying, but like when uh, they backed like super giant games back when they were doing Bastion, like there was no, that was their first game. You know? yeah. but, but that yeah. was like the that was the, and the they, start of the support for indies. Like I'm saying at this point, you're saying that like it's it's become like easier for to it less less distinguishable between like um indie studios and you know the big publishers and everything but i don't think that's the case i think it's just that the ones that got the support have now become like further from their indie counterparts like like the yeah you know what I mean? like the, the, the other indies the, the indies that no one talks about like there's so many more of those like there's yeah. thousands or millions i have no idea like i feel so like many that you're never gonna play i feel like uh or what early indie games did is they because uh you know back in the ps3 360 era like a lot of our games were just like first person shooters or like very games of its time playing it very safe and i think indie games came in and were like you know like hey y'all like metroidvanias you know no yeah. one's making those so we will you know or like platformers or 8-bit like retro throwbacks that you, you know a studio would would never do yeah yeah like exactly. a lot of experiment a lot of experimentation and stuff and i think the difference from back then to now is i think there are more AAA games like japan's more um involved in the game industry you know the console game industry than they were um, during the PS3 and 360 era. So you you are seeing a little bit more experimentation on the larger side um, where I think it, early indie games really like uh, distinguish themselves from like what AAA games were offering, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely in terms of like genre and things like that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I do feel like now you are getting kind of you know you're getting like these double a studios now that are making like disney dreamlight valley where you know like uh when 2007 no one would have put millions of dollars into like a farming game you know i think we're getting like the whole free-to-play garbage (laughs) yes yeah and and i do want to to the point too like it was still back then it was still really cool to not have to pay 60 bucks for a game because there weren't like free-to-play games um right and that so just just having like an offering of smaller like you know just on like a, a, a budget wise having yeah. kind of cheaper games to jump in on and and if you only had that, like with like four gig xbox or whatever yeah like, the, the arcade was that the 360 yeah. arcade yeah 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 um but yeah yeah um so let us move on so what i want to do now is i want to make because there, there, there are a good amount of people now that are coming into games that um, that don't touch indie games um, because there, there are just a lot more options out there now, even in the AAA space where you can, like you said, you can just play Fortnite, you know, like you're not we're not looking for games to play in the same way because there's just so many coming out left and right. And yeah. now that it's been like what? since 2007 to now it's almost been you know about 15 years since the kind of rise of indie games it just becomes harder and harder to find like you know like okay what are like the top 10 or what are like 15 
indie games that I might have missed as someone, let's say, like Isaiah's age. Because uh, it was interesting that Isaiah said that like his first time hearing indie games or looking them up was with Undertale. Yeah, yeah like because there was an entire generation <laughs> behind Undertale, like a generation and a half of indie games that, yeah. you know, he wouldn't have touched. And to be fair, like a lot of games we're going to put on this list are not just going to be before that time. But, you know, yeah. there there certainly are games that um, that aren't talked about or haven't been ported, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I want to go through uh, if for the people listening, we have this monster list of indie games we've made yeah, in front of us and i don't want to just read through lists because that would take that that would take a very long time and we, we are we're we not just read it. i can speed read it in probably like a minute i can do it or, or less like it wouldn't take that long yeah. you could you could but i, I want i want our listeners to be surprised we will have at the end of this if there's anything we threw on this list that did not make it into our list then you know we will have a shout out that that will happen. Um, so I just want to uh, start out and we're each of us are going to pick about four indie games and we're going to talk very briefly about them. But uh, I want you to know if you we want to make like a site list where uh, whereas if you were just coming in, like maybe you've been gaming even the last 10 years, you know, it's very e- it's very easy to miss a lot of these games or not, you know, know where to start. Um, so I'd like to make kind of like a site list of here are like 16 indie games that we know you will have a good time with, you know, kind of picked by us, picked and curated. So, Josh, I'd like you to start. You put me in a really interesting position because I'm very, very, very <laughs> tempted to play the meta and uh-huh. not pick my favorite game because I know someone else is going to pick it. I get you, yep. So yep. I'm going to instead pick the first indie game I ever played. And a game that I think is still in my top three indie games. It's Castle Crashers. Oh, nice. Nice. It, it, it is one of my favorite multiplayer experiences I've ever had. Like, I just remember playing on the Xbox 360 with my friends after school and, and like, fighting all these wacky cartoon monsters and stuff. And I've always been into, like, like medieval knights and stuff like that. So being able to, like, I don't know, just bash things with, like, swords and hammers and stuff. Like, the, the game's amazing. Like, it's so much oh, fun. Yeah. So uh, it, I mean, it's basically... What would you call like a like a beat 'em up or? Oh yeah, it's a beat 'em up. Yeah, yeah, it's a beat 'em up and, like a choo choo bridge. And what I what I was saying earlier is like there was an entire generation like uh, beat beat 'em ups really fell out of favor um, after like the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis era. Oh yeah, this is the first one I I ever played. Like I I didn't know what they were. Yeah, I played this and was like, oh okay, <laughs> like I can get into this. I mean, I have vague memories of playing like Team and in, in the arcade, but. But yeah, this is the first one I really like sunk some time into. Like we we probably played through this like three times, at just just playing after school for a couple hours here and there. It is so much fun. Um, I mean, it, it introduced me to a lot of like, uh, like video gaming ideas that I never really experienced before. I mean, um, j- just like being able to play co-op. Um, it really wasn't that common, especially like going into the 360 and PS3 era. Like there wasn't a 
ton. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I can't think of a ton of stuff that, like that really dropped off like after like PS2 and Xbox and all that. Um, so, it really the beat 'em up genre. No, no, no. Sorry, just like a co-op, like couch. Oh co-op. yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was, yeah. It, it was something finally like first, like oh, I have this on my Xbox 360. The game, like the system, was basically just for like Oblivion and Halo Three, and then I got Castle Crash. It's like, okay, now I got something. Like, this is great. I was able to actually like share my enjoyment with friends. Obviously, like Halo, whatever. But but yeah. But this was something like different, something like quirky and fun. Like you said, like indie games have this weird, unique vibe charm. to them. Yeah, the charm that you don't really get out of the AAA polish. You know, with hundreds of people on the team you get you get to see usually one or two artists like make all of the art for the game so you get to see like how they like they have fully realized this world and yeah it's like yeah. it's 2d but and some people are, have a problem with that it's like oh it's a 2d side scroller like, i played mario back in the 80s like i'm good i don't need that in my life but like, with a smaller smaller and like a smaller developer team you see a lot more of that like troy said a vision is much more realized because everyone has a bitch much better like a uh i guess like a like-minded mindset uh where they're all like we get it we know what we want from this and we're definitely gonna do it like new uh, like castle crashers like that studio behemoth um they're great. Like they get you to make more games after that. Like uh, was a bad Buck theater and what else? Some underrated stuff. game. Battle underrated game for sure. Um, but I want to mention that because like uh, they come off from Newgrounds. Uh, well, the the soul like the platform before YouTube that like reinvented like so many aspiring artists and game developers with Flash and like animations with Flash. That uh, you see that charm, that humor is like encoded into that game with castle crashers and that continues throughout their their other games and it's great i love it and uh, I'm, I'm sure you do too josh no no and- it's no it's garbage garbage game yeah uh, and josh did bring up that <laughs> point before when we were talking about but before the podcast he you know i said okay what's well, like the first indie games and we we're talking about pc and i was like i don't remember there being much of a push on steam but he mentioned flash games i was like oh yeah like that's where yeah. a lot of these indie games started you know um so uh, it's almost like they prototyped <laughs> their games through Flash and then moved it onto consoles. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, like a the, unique thing. Yeah, the last thing I just want to say about Chaos Crash is that it, it was like, I've always been into like fantasy and medieval stuff, like I said. It was a way to like experience that uh, in a way that was like made for my age group. It was very silly yeah. and cartoony. Yeah. It wasn't trying to be like self-serious. So... Yeah. It was just a joy. Yeah. And I was top three. Definitely. Definitely. And you remind me of like a common sentiment I heard back then, especially even people like around my age, which, you know, might have even grew up with like a Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. Um, They were like, you know, they'd say, see a game to be like, oh, 2D, like that's old. Or like it goes left to right. That's all that that's old. And they'd write it off. And I feel like we've really broken out of that. (laughs) Like that's not an issue. Oh, yeah. We we did a long time ago. Like I really do feel like indie games specifically really helped. I don't know. Break us out of that. That like genre freeze we seem to be in on the PS3 and 360. As good as some of those games were like, you know, Call of Duties and you know, uh, Skyrim and all that. But for a while, it just really felt like, wow, we we're just making this again and again and again and again, you know? So, yeah. Like, again, really filling in a gap. All right. Uh, Isaiah, 
what are you seeing on this list that jumps out on you? Jumps up. Wait. Oh my god. Jumps out to you. Thank you. Um, I think for me, uh, for for like a, I think a, just a game that really stands out to me, uh, the indie games list, and for you, the listeners who be interested in trying out one, I honestly would like to recommend Cave Story. Cave Story actually paved the way for a lot of inspiration for future developers in trying out indie game development. This guy was it was only made by one guy, I believe, who did like the entire engine and, and like art, music in five years. And it's a little story with this little robot named Quote that goes on a little like cave journey and like essentially tries to escape. But um kind of realizes that like there's a lot more going on in this world and uh, assumingly there was a war going on. It's weird. It's it's kind of interesting, but I think the tr- the charm that I had with this game was that it was such a small, what see what felt seemingly small experience that turned out to be quite big. Uh, you have like all these like little weapons and stuff. I would almost compare it to like a Metroidvania. You collect like collectibles, upgrade your your health, your your bullets, yada yada. The, the gun upgrades, of course, and. I just, I don't know. I don't know how to put this into words fully, but the best way I can describe Cave Story is, I don't know, it's like a a first journey kind of thing. I don't know. I, I, well, I love it. It's interesting, too, because I'm pretty sure Cave Story is Japanese developed, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's not even, even today, 15 years later, there's not a lot of uh, Japanese indie game developers. That scene is actually like kind of burgeoning. Well, so, so the- I did a quick Google search. So this actually was originally published in December of 2004. 2004. Wow. Yes. On PC. Was it a PC game before it was yes, on Wii? PC. Yes. It's it still was. indie though, bro. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Totally. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't count. <laughs> get it out of here. No, that, that like cave story is considered like one of the first, like one of the really yeah. early, early ones. Um, yeah. yeah. I just so didn't know it was that early. Thing. That's, that's crazy. Uh, it, with wild. its original with it's like a like you were calling we were talking about earlier how like any game developers have this push and determination to say like i want to do or drive uh, i want to do what i want to do and make games that i like which is like a metroidvania was a big thing everyone of course like loved like the the castlevania metroid genre of video games and were inspired by it and want to make more of that and cave story obviously takes complete inspiration of that of that game design and Wait, is it a it. Metroidvania? It's I, a I'm kind of not picturing yeah. the gameplay all that well. It, yeah, it, yeah, it it's is, a it side-scrolling is a Metroidvania. Metroidvania. Um, okay. It's pixelated. It, it, it's cool. It's, it's really like room cool. to room. Um, it's actually a, a bit bigger than that. Uh, I would say it's room to room, but um, it, uh, it is still like quite large with how they do it, with how he does if it. Thinking, I if you're thinking Metroid, then you are like Super Metroid, then you're yeah, already thinking kind of in the same realm okay. like those early Castlevanias too. No, it's sad. So. I own this game on my Switch, but I never played it. It's yeah. it's it's yeah. one of the more punishing uh any games that I've ever played, especially if you go for like the real true route. I I would say Key Story has one of the most iconic like uh in-game routes for any video game that I've ever experienced that it's literally called the song for like that end game. It's called running hell. You quite literally running through hell. And it's amazing how 
the soundtrack just complements these sceneries and environments. The like kind of like the the thematic of like um of like kind of like fear and like towering to like this one powerful like scientist and like everyone trying to escape the island, leave and like just just trying to get away while you this like no memory robot is just like well I'm here so I might as well do what I can and yeah it's. It's so interesting. The one scene that really sticks out to me is like the it's such a popular song. Um, you might know it as like the moon song, I believe. Yeah, I think it's called the moon song. And um, it, it's. It kind of like solidifies this game as like, despite being like Q and Q, like genuinely like approachable on the surface, it has a much more darker element to it that you don't really see with these kind of games back then, at least. And, you know, another game I like this was like Earthbound for that time. And still, uh, it still stands out to this day to be such an impactful game for developers and storytellers. Uh, it's great. And uh, yeah. even if it's a punishing game, I recommend it. Yeah, it's very much like the Super Mario Brothers of indie games. Like, it, it is a really... If I was to put, like, the beginning of what we know of as indie games, because... If you think about it too, like games like on the PS1, like Parappa the Rapper, like we think of that as like a full on PS1 game. But if that would have came out, you know, PS3 onward, that would have been like a $20 neat downloadable game, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Cave Story is definitely the, one of the first I think of. Um, Alrighty, uh, Colton, what's jumping out at you? Um, I'm having trouble picking the first one I want to I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> it is tough. It is really tough. Uh, I was going to pick one that was that was basically a multiplayer game, but I think Josh already picked one. I think I'm going to go with The Witness. I think I think The Witness is a that's a great one is one of the most unique games I think I've ever played. And there's something about it that there's just some, that there's like a magic to it. Uh, and like, and like it. the first, I, I don't know if I can, <laughs> I remember playing it. I remember hearing, Oh, this is a puzzle game. I like puzzles. I'm probably going to like this game. Uh, and then, you know, you start the game and it's the little, you know, what was it? It was like a, like an eight by eight kind of grid with, Oh, I don't remember who's it's like a, eight, just like line puzzles and you're yeah, like, oh, like this is cool. And I was like, oh yeah, this is a cool little tutorial. And I, you know, I kept expecting it to expand from that, you know, but all it did is just get more and more complicated, but with the same, I mean, but like the, the puzzle never actually changed. You just, the rules changed. And I, something about that just kept me really engaged. Uh, and as embarrassing as it might sound, I never actually beat the game as much as I like. I can't it. believe I, uh, you. I know. I know. I don't remember what what it was that distracted me, but I, I was no, getting to the point. It's because you game. you weren't smart enough. I remember. I was there. It, it's a game that like really. No, it really. So I like, was trying to do as much as I could without writing all this stuff down. I got to the mm -hmm. point where like every puzzle I had, or every every puzzle I was doing, probably had like seven or eight different of the you know those symbols in it, and I was starting to forget what which one did. And I was like, ah, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have to go find a piece of paper and do all that. So I think that may have been why I gave it a break and I was fully, fully expecting myself to go back and try it and 
what I really need to do is start it over and actually finish it this time. But I think if anyone's looking to play an indie game just by themselves, you know, like just a really calm night, you know, nothing crazy, but really test your mind, I think that's a good game to start with. Yeah, it's a game that like really plays with like your expectations because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Like these line puzzles like interact with like environments, which in itself is pretty cool. Like you're like, oh, I solves like I solve a puzzle and it changes something in my environment. And then I think the moment it really turns on its head is when you figure out, oh, no, you have to use the environment to solve the puzzle. Yeah. And then from there, it's just like really crazy variations on that that you just don't see coming you know um you know i could have done without the audio logs to be honest oh the the, like really preachy (laughs) audio logs give me a break dude (laughs) yeah like there there's just a, a lot of moments in that game where you where you just like you go oh like you know like you've been staring at it and then all of a sudden you get it but usually yeah. before you have that moment, you're just like, you're just like, no, that's not what that's. And you do it and you're like, oh, my God. They're like, that can't be that. I, yeah, that's yeah. a reach. And then it ends up <laughs> yeah, usually when you're like, oh, that that can't be what they're doing. It's it's what they're doing, which is which is really cool. Um, I remember yeah. there's like that one puzzle where you're you're like, oh, there's no clues on how to solve this puzzle. And then I think you figure out that it's the crunching of the leaves. Oh, man. I, like, dude, I felt I felt spoilers. like a genius when I discovered that. It, it was yeah. I mean, I know it sounds really cliche. We could spoil three or four different things and there would still be like 30 other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Puzzles. It's crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like, and, and I know it probably I think everybody has said this about that game, but, you know, it really. Uh, you know, it, it, it respects me, you know, it, the, it respects the player, you know, it doesn't give you hint after hint after hint. It's like, no, I, you know, the game kind of, it's like, I think you're smart yeah. enough to get this, you know, keep trying. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like that. I like that about the game. And, and it does all that by just yeah. the like design of how the puzzles are laid out, not by like, there's not like clues popping up yeah. and like, telling you, hey, keep trying. Yeah. Like, maybe if you try this, <laughs> like, no, it's just like, you've learned everything you need to know you can do this yeah yeah it's just a it's a game of like expert design like it's just like yeah. man immaculate in that way it's it's crazy and it looks really nice it still looks really nice like all the art yeah. and stuff yeah that's why i played it the art direction yeah it's a, it's a really i'm shallow really like game <laughs> <laughs> um all right cool uh so good, good my first game um, I'm picking Hotline Miami. Bad um, yeah. Uh, so Hotline Miami, um, I would say Hotline Miami is the first of an entire publisher's <laughs> set of games. Uh, so this was uh, published by Devolver Digital, and mm. it really set the course of even. I, I think Hollow Miami has. Uh, so so just to back up, Hollow Miami is kind of like a puzzle action game where you're given different weapons. You you have to like kind of solve rooms where you have to. Um, usually there's like an objective, and you have to violently kind of figure out how to get to room to room. It's kind of like a really violent Pac-Man in a weird way. 
because it's overhead um, <laughs> and you are just like murdering, okay. murdering. <laughs> it's, it, it, that's the best way I could explain it. But um, I think more than its gameplay, which is really good and really solid and fun, I think its aesthetic is really, uh, really influenced a lot of games, even past indie games for like years. And not to say that Hollow Miami started as an aesthetic, like the really violent, like synthwave 80s uh thing had been you know that that was the 80s and there were movies like drive and stuff that were doing that but i feel like that really cemented devolver digital's kind of like style do you think Uh, the pixel art in the game actually like conveys that art though like that direction oh, oh yeah yeah like um i mean everything on there looks like it's on drugs like it has a really wavy uh like look to it um looking at stills i don't think you really get that yeah i know there's a lot of like video effects going on and not only that i think it's soundtrack and the writing and stuff is what really sells it like there's just it's just very strange surreal game um and uh yeah yeah i i think uh anytime you see a devolver game and you you think to yourself oh that's a devolver game um, probably because it has a lot to do aesthetically with Hotline Miami. <laughs> you know, that really that really set that style of game. And um like yeah, set, to set this the day the studio. Oh yeah. Let's set this home for the for that publisher. And there's been uh, hundreds of games after it that have really um kind of gone after it. Like uh, a game recently, um oh, what was the one we were just talking about? Uh Josh, the martial arts one that just came out. Sifu? Yeah, yeah, like like games like uh, Sifu, um, Samurai, the uh, the Samurai game, 2D game. I'm so terrible with names. Katana Zero? Isaiah. Yes, Katana Zero is a direct, hey, a yeah, direct it is sequel truly. of Hotline Miami. You without, without Hotline Miami, you don't get Katana Zero, um, which is also good. I don't think it's as good as Hotline Miami, but it's still good. Um, I got to play that thing because Katana Zero is great. Oh, dude, Hollow Miami is really great. Um, So, yeah, yeah, just it's just the the whole package together. Just it just made a probably a decade of games that really tried to aesthetically kind of match it. And it still kind of stands out on its own after that's been done to death. You know, that 80s synthwave throwback stuff. It still really stands out. The gameplay is is brutal. Um, but once you learn it, you kind of it's like one of those games where once you learn it and you start. Um, it, it's almost like a Souls game where you start learning how the AI reacts. And once you learn that and how to play it, you start feeling like you're the one messing with the game instead of the game just messing you up. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's a really good feeling. It's a really good balance. Um, so, yeah, Hala Miami is a must. Uh, it was great on the Vita as well, by the way, which is uh, another interesting one to play but uh on that handheld but yeah hollow miami is definitely a a big influential pick for me nice all right uh thank you and yes josh i'd be dead curious actually if you've never played that yeah um never got around to it oh man oh man yeah it's great all right uh so josh what what are we doing for your second pick uh, this is tough man it's, it's real tough i i know what you uh, mean by gaming because i was like should i pick something i know yeah gonna play pick? that meta i didn't think anyone else was gonna pick hollow miami but still <laughs> man oh god um 
Okay. I will. And for the listeners at home, we're looking at this like list of 30 games in front yeah, of us. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's something I want to say. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to have to go with the one that I just, I find the most pleasure like minute to minute playing this game. Mm. And that is Towerfall. That's a great pick. Thank you. Thank you. I tried really hard. Powerful Ascension? Uh, you know. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's the <laughs> you know. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's, a, it's a multiplayer game. Like, Castle Crashers is a multiplayer co-op. Now I got a multiplayer competitive game. Oh, it's, yeah. Sounds like you like it is that have multiplayer Multiplayer <laughs> is such a great place for indie games to, to fit in because there are so few multiplayer games like uh, local multiplayer obviously you can play you know hundreds of games for free multiplayer online but being able to play on the couch with your friends with a game like towerfall is just it's it's an experience like no other like you need to to get a group of friends and sit down and play towerfall pick play a uh, castle crasher do it back are you trying to get me to buy are you trying to get me to buy a ouya so I, I am trying it. to schedule a sleepover with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all play. Just, just local co-op games. I don't know if you guys remembered, but that was an Ouya exclusive for a oh, while before. That's surprising. Yeah, yeah Towerfall Ascension was its first time coming to console and other places okay. other than the Ouya. But it was an Ouya exclusive well, for, I want to say, a year or more. I'm glad it's not anymore. <laughs> yep, no, absolutely. It, that was it's that was the Ouya's killer app was Towerfall. Wow. Yep. Um, that is a great game. Yes, I have and a lot of good memories. I just want to throw it out there uh, in case you're curious. I I think this game is better than Celeste. I believe it's the same studio. Yes, um, it is. Just, I'm just so if anyone if anyone puts Celeste on this, just know you have uh, to challenge me to a duel. Okay. Uh, you mean my game of the year? Yeah, the mm-hmm. year God of War 2018 in Spider Man. Was that your game That's of the list? year? That's the list. Really? That was absolutely. Dude, you're Spoilers but, for later down the list. Hey Josh, would you like to explain, like, to uh, to listeners, like, what kind of game can they expect from Towerfall Ascension? A multiplayer competitive game that she has on her. Okay. Yeah. No, you. It's like if you took uh, Smash Brothers, pixelated it, and everybody only had bows and arrows. Yes, love and that. a boost, and a boost. Sure, and you boost like Celeste. Yeah, I love, I love how simple it is. But it's like it's one of those games like easy to pick up, hard to master sort of yes. thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like it's like playing base, Towerfall. <laughs> like my mom would be able to play it. You know, she wouldn't, she wouldn't just be standing there. She'd at least be able to know how to shoot and move. Like it's, it's right. not too complicated. You played like if you played like Mario, it's just like jump and then like one other input. Yeah, the genius thing about Towerfall is the ability to catch the arrows. That's yes. where oh, uh, yeah. there's never That's a time where that doesn't feel great. <laughs> yes. So besides hey, just like stuff right there, yeah. talking about mm-hmm. oh yeah, the Switch oh, version by the way uh, exclusively oh, expanded it to six it's players great. instead of four. So the Switch is the best way to play Towerfall. Yeah, and uh, 
I think what's really cool about that game is that you can play with your friends, of course, on couch play multiplayer. And if you switch, you have a six player multiplayer. Uh, what makes it really cool, though, is that the uh, the campaign can also be experienced in couch play as well. Uh, you have two people and you go through basically rounds or, or just waves of enemies through like rounds. Each level you go up, they get more and more difficult with the enemy variety types and also like more rounds so it becomes more not only like a physical but a mental battle with you and your buddy me and colton have played it before uh yeah the single player is a ex- is yeah the the uh the uh player versus computer modes are actually surprisingly really fun i played yeah, a lot yeah. of those even by myself which i can't say for a lot of those like competitive multiplayer games you know because usually you just get thrown in like a bot match or something and you're like, mm, this isn't this isn't it. Great game. And also right. great. Yeah, that's a great. That is a great pick. All right. So good um, about it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, she's so cool. Every time I see a game, <laughs> oh I'm just gosh. like, man, that's oh, another game weird. I don't have to worry about putting on <laughs> in front of other ones. All right. Uh, Isaiah, let's hear about your number two. All right. I got to pull it out. I'm ready. What? It's Undertale, baby. Man, I was thinking about sneaking to the restroom while you were picking, but you said Undertale. I'm like, oh no, now I have to stay. <laughs> I have to be here. Otherwise, Sorry. you're gonna talk. All right, okay. so let's go for the it, game. Isaiah. Undertale gives you that nice experience, a nice like a balanced experience of story and also like engaging gameplay. Story goes as simple: you're a human who fell in Mount Ebot, and we don't know your intentions, but you survived the fall, and now you must traverse through the entire underground and befriend or kill monsters throughout the entire experience. And it's a charming, fun, and honestly great experience for a video game any developer to be fox uh composed and developed the entire game with art by timmy chang additional help uh what makes it really stand out between like all the triple a games and also some indie games is that you have the ability to spare you know you always had like that that fun feeling god of war where you're just slaying your enemies ripping them to stretch but undertale you have the choice to just you know like what if i just want to be friends with the slime monster and just say you do a little like wiggle and they're friends and now you get to spare them. They get to go on there about the life. And but my numbers do don't go up, but my numbers don't go up. How am exactly. I going to level up? Very no, despite this being like RPG as well, you have the, um, you have the sacrifice of wanting to be good with good karma. Uh, but you don't level up for it. If you go on for like the, I say more killing route and you slay these monsters mercilessly, uh, you do get that like boost in experience, but what makes it even more fun besides this choice of sparing and, and fighting, you have this awesome blend of bullet pell, like pattern gain. Like despite like just like talking to them, you get to experience like just dodging their attacks with your own little heart. And that it gets really creative sometimes. There's this one monster that I love. Uh, he's a plane. <laughs> he's a literal plane. And you see, like, on your left and your right, like, all these, like, planes coming by. And, like, they drop down bombs sometimes. There's, like, like a, like a monster who's, like, a, a vegetable, uh, like a carrot. And he's like, eat your veggies. And, like, when you, <laughs> when, when he, like, he throws out carrots at you, Someone will be green. If you touch it, he'll be like, you'll be healed and you get closer to sparing the monster. There's a lot of interactivity with this, with this game and it's game, it's combat that it makes it so much fun and refreshing. And each monster is 
a joy to like to play with. Um, but not only that, you have one of the most one of the best like composed soundtracks of all of gaming. Of course, composed by Toby Fox himself. Oh yes, if Toby Fox wasn't making games, he could be. He could just uh, compose music and be one of the best, like one of the all-time greats. Yes, um, and I, I want to compare. Man can make chip two music like no one else. It's crazy. And to give you like a, a sense of like sort of like uh, I guess like I don't know development that Toby Fox has come, um, come so far. You, we all know what Pokemon is, right? He got no. to write an entire song. That's a <laughs> yes. Digimon ripoff, right? <laughs> <laughs> he got to write an entire song for Pokemon Sword and Shield. That was by that indie developer from 2015 eh. all the way into this, like, uh, was a double A, triple A project video game. That is for one of the known to be like the biggest like franchises in the world. Well, what, I, what else? What I'll say about Undertale for sure is. A lot of games, um, especially with the writing, because the writing's a big standout. Um, yeah, sure. A lot of the a lot of games that try to do kind of like a really like kitschy like uh, like humor, like they try to do that kind of like Gen Z, like I'm cool kid too kind of writing. And for some reason, Undertale does it, and it's not cringy. It's actually like funny and well done. And yeah, it, that's like a really hard line to balance. Right. Not, yeah. And, yeah. Not uh, not going too far into like oh, I'm just rolling my eyes at all this uh, versus like, you know, uh, versus just being like super serious or whatever. But uh, all of his all of his writing is, is really good. Still stands still stands up like. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Undertale is one of those games, too. That was it's just been super influential since it came out. Like instead of now, instead of people saying, oh, this game reminds me of Earthbound. You know, now now we look at a game that comes out and be like Omori and be like, oh, man, that someone someone definitely played Undertale, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. It's just one of those games that I think in 20 years, people still be making games and people be like, oh, wow, that is I'm seeing some Undertale influences and in the you know, they'll be like, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, Undertale is a is a must. I, I, yeah. I agree. I think the bullet hell stuff is a little underrated, too. Oh, um, all like yeah. the fourth wall breaking and the creative ways you um, spare monsters through like dialogue, kind of like a Shimigami Tensei. Yeah. Like you kind of figure out what the monsters and what they want and you get dialogue choices. And sometimes what you do in the bullet hell sections affects, you know, how they react to you and stuff. Like, and like and that stuff is, it's surprisingly well done too. And it's difficult actually, those bullet hell sections. It's not like an easy game either. Um, so, uh, but it just like the different genre blends in there, like there's some, you sometimes if there's a lot you can miss in Undertale too, like if you don't go into a certain room and talk to someone, you miss an entire like dating sim section. Yes. Um, there's so many variables, whether you kill monsters or don't can totally change your interactions later on or content. Um, so it's, it's very replayable. It's very charming. Uh, the music's amazing. Uh, it's just it's just a, an uh, Undertale is an amazing game. And if you can put aside some of the I think the fandom and stuff is colored Undertale, sometimes not in the yeah. best light. Um, I, I think some I think it's cool that people are into it. And it's one of those games that have so many cool characters that they can expand on it, uh, the community and stuff. But uh, besides all that, you've heard so much about it. I, I can tell you, I think the beginning's a little slow. 
but give give it a chance and it is just a an amazing game um i haven't and i i noticed you didn't put delta rune on here or maybe you did but i I, I haven't i haven't been as high on delta rune as i was undertale because i think he had so many ideas and he put so much into undertale that it, it's going to be a lot of work to <laughs> to to outdo that. Um, and I think Deltarune, maybe when it comes out, because it's episodic, he might get there. But yes, if you've not played uh, Undertale, it is like it is definitely belongs on this list as a as an absolute like you, you know, you you need to play this game. It's yeah. good. Okay, I'll and, try it eventually. You're worried about Isaiah going on and on about it. Jeez. <laughs> Undertale like, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I want to talk about the, the accessibility options. Undertale is available oh on all platforms and Game Pass. So you really can just. Is pick it up still this on Game, game Pass? Is, is, is it accessibility? Is that what we're defining as accessibility? Well, it's, it, it's availability. 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 Yes, yes. There you go. That's a better word. And uh, yeah, it's still like one of my favorite games to this. Cool. It's one of my top five favorite games, dude. To this day. Mm. It's awesome. In, yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, I keep doing that. I keep highlighting and making the wrong color. All right. Continue. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Undertale is a must play. Absolutely. Uh, Colton, what's 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 on your mind? What are you looking at here? I'm curious. Uh, well, I'm thinking of probably well no i can't say the biggest indie game success story because i think that belongs to another one but definitely one of the biggest is probably going to be rocket league Oh, I'm so glad you put that in here. Yeah, <laughs> so that, glad I was so that torn. is that is one of the like I mean if you if you went back like 15 years and told me and like, gave me a breakdown of what this game was I I there I would not believe how big that how big that game would be eventually like it, it just saying it out loud like I I had to describe that game to my mom one time. And she was very confused, and she <laughs> and she didn't believe me when I said it was really good, and it's actually very popular, you know. And it's just there's something about it, you know. I'm not a huge sports game fan, but I can't say I can't say I don't like sports games because I love Rocket League. And there was a time where I've probably I've probably put maybe 150 hours in the game. I was playing it every day for a while. And uh, it's just one of those games that I feel like is always going to be near and dear to my heart, even though I never got like crazy good at it like you, Troy. But that never just, took away the enjoyment. Can I just put in that this is probably my most played game of all time? I've Jeez. easily put oh, over no a thousand. I've put over a thousand hours in Rocket League. fourteen will probably be your next. Yeah, actually, yes, but it's still <laughs> yeah. not. It's still not. It may eclipse it one day, but it's still not there. Uh, well, you said something interesting, Colton, about uh, being a sports game and how you're usually not in sports games. I think uh, what I like about Rocket League is it's the it makes me feel like I'm playing a sport more than any yeah. sports game I've played. It's not a, it's not a sports oh, yeah. simulation. You are actually, actually yeah, like yeah, you, exactly. need to, yeah, you need right. to you need to worry about positioning, like you know, like who's defending, who's passing, who's attacking, who's you know, they're you're thinking kind of in the same ways you would while playing like soccer. 
where mm-hmm. it's less about the action you're doing, which is important, obviously, like athleticism, all that. But it's it's a lot about positioning, and that's what sports well, is. I, it's I it's like smart positioning, you know. I think that's because you are an individual on a team instead of the entire team in most. Yeah, sports. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, and yeah, I really think you, they missed it on the name. Uh, it should have been called Supersonic Acrobatic Rock Power. Oh, it's way more descriptive. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, ever. Yeah. that was an early PlayStation Plus game on PS3, and yeah, that's how so I got good. into that. And yes, me and my brother and a few other people, we tried it and we're like, oh my gosh, what is this game? It's good. And that game, no one knew about that game until it came to PlayStation Plus. Oh yeah, I mean, like if you look at reviews, I mean, there were some fights that got started over at Josh's house. There, oh yeah, we all we all wanted to play at the same time, and people weren't taking turns. Like there were, we all wanted to play that game. You know what? They were on to something. They just came too early on the PlayStation Three. Uh, PlayStation 3 wasn't the place you you went to go look for like cool downloadable games before 2009. Uh, this was while the PlayStation 3 was way too expensive. This was before the Slim. Like it kind of yeah. just was left to die. And I'm was glad that, that they re- the Slim? no no it wasn't because I had it and I had a Slim. That was my first PS3. Right, but did you get it at launch? Yeah. No, well, wait, did it launch before it launched on PlayStation Plus? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh really? PlayStation Plus is where I think. I, I would imagine they realized actually we still have something here because there's people playing this and like are getting into it. Okay. Um, yeah, you can you can d- fact check oh, me I, on that. I believe you. But, uh, but okay, I want to say that's true. But it wasn't a day one plus game. I don't think day one plus games were even a thing till much later. But um, but yes, yeah, you could definitely see that maybe it getting on plus and getting traction. I'm glad that they gave it another shot with rocket league and that I knew, I knew it was going to hit like bigger than it did with supersonic, but I uh, like knew. Colton, you said, I never knew it was just going to be one of the big ones, you yeah. know, October, 2008, October, 2008. Right. And I think PlayStation plus was like in 2009 ish or something. I'm looking up slim release it. Yeah, that was 2009 because that would have been around on Charter 2. 2009. Yep. Um, okay, right. So yes, yes, uh, that's a good good pick, Colton. Where where is Rocket League? All right, um, all right. It's my turn. <laughs> I should have been thinking about this. Um, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> get it is, I just yeah. noticed we have we have Undertale twice on here. Oh, yeah. do we? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I was like, wait, did I did I move that down? Oh, okay. Now that we have Rocket League. Oh, okay. So Rocket League was going to be my next choice. So uh, right. you kind of all freed me up at the at the same time. You put me in a spot where I'm like, oh, no, I need to scramble. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be one to do it. Uh, I'm going to put Hollow Knight on here. Yeah. Yes, 
Uh, so Hollow Knight. <laughs> I haven't played it. Is <laughs> the perfect mix of like a Metroidvania and a Dark Souls game with all yep. the pros of both. And it's one of the few games. Um, so it's a it is a 2D like Metroidvania action adventure game. Um, but uh, where it really um becomes special is yes, it controls amazingly. It's really fun to play. It's really tight. And a lot of you know a lot of like Castlevania Metroid games are. That's why they're fun. But uh, I and think they, just they drip feed you that like progression though. Like it, it, you start out like real, yes. real like, oh this is clunky, but then it, like you're like oh ooh ooh hey <laughs> like whoa. right. And that's that's yes, and that's absolutely what a good Metroid game should do. Is you should feel like a god just yeah, ripping yeah. through the levels, you know, by the end yeah. of it, which yep. you you do get that. But I think what really makes Hollow Knight stand out is something that makes like. I think it's really I think from software is the master of this and there's very few games that have done it, but it's just the um, the vibes. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all I can yeah. say is like, I think it has to do it has to do with the art. It has to do with the uh, the music, like the the like piano composition and yes. the sound effects. Like, I think the sound yeah, like and, sound, and, sound and audio and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, and it's just NPCs. it's so instantly like iconic sounding mm -hmm. like you could play me a track from hollow knight i'm like that's from hollow knight like that that sounds yes all the sound effects um and even the boss design i think that's where you get into really big soul territory too they're all so memorable and well designed and tight in a way where i felt like some some bosses i i think it is easier than a than a from software game but there are a lot of fights where you feel like you're getting out by the skin of your teeth and that's always a great feeling where you're like one or two hits away from dying and you just nail it and you're like oh my get it nail <laughs> um uh, and and then you're and then you're just like okay that that's a good feeling the dopamine rushes yes. came in but um <laughs> but yeah yeah it just really nails something that other games tried to do uh like a lot of other games have tried to uh, make like souls like combat and like mechanics and a lot of them are, are pretty good like neo's really good um you know well, there, there are games that do that stuff but to get like that like oppressive like vibe and the way the story is told through just like either visually or kind of like a wink and a nod it's ah man that game is so good Right, I think what you're saying is like the best Souls clones are the ones that can masterfully craft the world and not necessarily copy the mechanics of a Dark Souls game. Right. But. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the harder. I mean, the getting the gameplay is hard. Like you know, there are games that don't get it right. Like like I like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but it never will feel well, as yeah, good as like a Souls yeah. game. That has neither um, the the combat or the the world. It's just ugh, yeah. I I like that game. I like that game, but you know, it it's just there's like ah, oh, there's something off. But getting the um uh, I'm I'm missing the word for it, but uh uh like i said just the world design and everything is just it's just incredible so yes hollow knight is a all-time great it's a newer all-time great you know it's my um, number yeah. one number one indie it's probably one of my number ones here too yeah. like i Same. i could that's not, not see how that it. works <laughs> well you look that's <laughs> my one, i like it's, to one, party. it's one of no. my number ones only i party no <laughs> i have a number one <laughs> great reference story God, thank you thank you um, but yes no it would be 
in my top three, if not number one as well, Josh. Okay. So, Good. yes. Um, I I, did you hate it at first? Yeah, okay, yes. So I didn't get it. Uh, the first two hours, like you said, <laughs> the progression of like the power progression, I was just like, this doesn't feel very good. Your jumps kind of meh. Your attack like range is, doesn't feel good. Yeah. And I was lost for a little bit. And then once you hit like that magic, like two or three hour point, everything from there, I'm like, oh my God, is this one of the best games ever made? And then by the end, I can be like, yeah, wow, that's one of the best games ever made. Yeah, I, I like to add on to this real quick and say, you know, I mentioned Katie's story for like being that Metroidvania game that is still, yeah, to this day, very punishing. And I still recommend to you, new players, for anyone who wants to try it. But I think what really sold me on Metroidvania, Metroid, like specifically for its game design and falling in love with that was Hollow Knight's like, like just romantic like feeling of getting lost. I I was sca- I was so scared of going out of my bounds of staying in my map and just like getting all the collectibles there and just continuing on. But when you let yourself go and you go out, you go far out in the world of hollow Knight, you can discover so much amazing stuff that that makes that first time experience of playing it so much more like awesome and it made me fall in love with what metroid first started and what hollow Knight does with it is chef's kiss beautiful and it makes you me and probably maybe you go back to like these metroid games and see what the inspiration was was drawn yeah. from and you'll die i agree that power of like progression that power of like of just like adventuring and that that right there should 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 sell you and it sold me for 70 hours before even being the game i got 100 percent of that base game and still played it i love hollow knight we all do and you should play it yeah that the ambience of that game is bar none um like uh yes like i said the only other comparison i would have is like from software's games and that is like one of the highest bars for that specifically and like i said it just gets everything right just does everything perfect the only thing like i said is you just need to encourage someone like get through the first two or three hours like fight through it yeah it'll be worth it and it is and yes amazing three people made that game three people it's amazing that's probably why we're waiting like years for the sequel. Silk song. Silk song. Yep. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Um, Josh. Oh, we got for you number three. Oh no. Uh, I know. Yeah, yeah, it is back to me, isn't it? <laughs> I kind of, I kind of coughed out and went to Hollow Knight. Dang. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Next one. Yeah, fill, fill, fill the air. I guess. Let me think real quick. Do, 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 uh, do, do, I need to try Hollow Knight. Is that a game? Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's it's on it's it's on Game Pass. So, oh dang, is it really? Oh. I, I got it. I got it from Plus a while ago. Oh, too. Okay. oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you haven't played it yet. I know. Um, you'll become a funny. It. What if like a Shadow Colossus <laughs> was an indie game? It would have, but that's the thing. Shadow Whoa, Bosses could be one of those double A, could have been like one of those double A games for sure. I just thought about a game that I've never thought about as an indie game, but I don't know if it is or not. What mm, is it? Throw it out there. Throw it out there while Josh is. Is No yeah, Man's dude, Sky an indie game? Yeah. Yeah. I would. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. But well, did, Play- did PlayStation help fund that originally? 
They did, but it doesn't mean it's not just curious. like an independent game. I would say <laughs> it is. They went from Joe Danger <laughs> and Joe Danger 2 to No Man's Sky. Like that ramp. And I always get beautiful Joe and Joe Danger mixed up. <laughs> beautiful, oh, man, Joe. beautiful Joe. <laughs> Again, I could see Beautiful Joe being like, you know, like a like a beat em up in an era, you know, in the in an era now, Beautiful Joe would be like a downloadable for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I I have to be honest with myself, I guess. Oh man. The best game that's still left on the list for me, that's gonna sound so freaking typical, is Hades. Everyone loves Hades. You probably heard about it. It's uh, whatever. I'm it's not, not my favorite game from that studio. A, I'm a not studio unique. I'm not I special. I love, but yes. No, um, Hades belongs there. No, I, I okay. I, yeah, I'm gonna do a quick shout out to Pyre. I didn't play enough of it. Oh I, I need to get Pyre back so to it. I, I enjoyed what I played of it, and I really need to finish that. Transistor didn't grab me. Bastion was good, but I like Hades a lot more than Bastion. Um. Yeah, I don't like yeah, roguelikes yeah. or roguelites. Either one, I don't care. Normally, they're, I'm with you, yes. It's it's bad game design. It's lazy game design. I oh, haven't seen, seen uh, other than like three games. I haven't seen anybody do it well. I wouldn't say it's lazy. No, it's lazy. It's really hard to get right. Yeah. No, it's yeah, that's my, okay. It's lazy. It's a lazy idea. If you can do it right, then you are a very good game designer. Sure. Yes. The idea is lazy because a lot of it developers do it because they don't have enough content. They're not capable of, of putting in enough content to keep players engaged. So they go, oh, I'm going to make a roguelite. Hades, however, they figured out, they, they built on top of that idea with the content necessary to keep players around. They didn't rely on, on it being a roguelike to keep people playing. They built the story around it being a roguelike, which is very interesting and, and, and much more difficult to do than just like a lot of roguelikes where it's like you are literally doing the same thing over and over and over again and not getting anything out of it. Whereas this elites, it, it will allow you to interact with the, the very well-written characters and likable characters in Hades, all the, you know, the pantheon of gods and everything. You've heard it a dozen times, I'm sure. Everyone yes. knows about Hades. It is that soundtrack rips, by the way. All of Darren Korb's soundtracks all yeah. just rip. <laughs> Amazing. It's just undeniably one of the best, like, well-rounded indie games made. Um, again, I don't yeah. like that it's a roguelike. If it wasn't, I would enjoy it more. If it was like a more traditional old school, like Diablo, I think I would enjoy it. But if you like Diablo and you're interested in roguelikes, I mean, this is perfect. Like it, 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 that's like the the perfect meeting of two, you know, game design ideas. But I still don't like that it's a roguelike. What, so yeah, <laughs> and what I love about Supergiant in general, and they do this with Hades too, is they always they always put a narrative like a narrative spin you don't expect on a genre you don't expect, and somehow it sounds crazy, 
but it works every time and i don't understand how they yeah. do it so yeah. well so effortlessly like you're never like ah oh, this is a bit clunky you're just like oh my god this is like why hasn't it, anyone ever thought of this <laughs> like this is or no one else would think of this it's just it's so all their games are so creative and so layered um like their narrative design is very layered like it's not just like yeah. you learn you talk to characters and that's where you get your story like usually it's it's layered within the mechanics um and it, it it just like in such a like i said effortless way um and that's just kind of their mo um and it yeah it's, it's super giant. yeah they they deserve all the praise they get like fantastic every, game studio oh, I, yeah. I, the thing is i could put every maybe except for bastion because i think that was mechanically that's kind of a simpler game it being their first i can you know it's still it's still cool what they did but every game after that for me could just easily be on this list um you don't think bastion could be on the list you, i think bastion know? could be on the list maybe not yeah. above a lot of these other games but um okay yeah well, but yeah. everything else like shout out transistor to transistor pyre hades I all that bastion. so it's awesome yeah um, the reader for bastion is amazing as well the voice acting has always been top notch yeah, i'm just off off the record i'm gonna recommend just if you haven't played super giants games just play all of them they're, they're oh, yeah. honestly so, honestly yes i've been I, I have a transistor shirt that I've had for four yeah. years since before Haiti. Like I, yeah. I man, yeah. Ever since transistor onward, I've been like, man, super giant has something special going on. Yeah. It's so rare to have a team stick together this long through this many games. Mm-hmm. And they just seem to get better at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy, but the it's artist, the composer, the director. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see the director of, um, of uh hey of super giant uh their like design um he was a GameSpot editor for years like old school so if you look up like really? final fantasy 10 review on GameSpot, that is that is the head of the studio um to clarify what i said i i said i uh that transistor didn't grab me i enjoyed what i played of it it just i didn't go back to it and that's it's not because the game wasn't good it was because i guess the time i was playing i just didn't get the hooks didn't sink in soon enough for me to feel the need to come go back but i definitely want to go back it's just you know that that back catalog of games is, is yeah going. no i get it you should but yeah transistor is i think art design wise i think transistor is my favorite uh yeah, it's really such a pretty. good look oh, it's so pretty i um, i think i like hades a little bit more but i i, I get where you're coming from uh, over time, honestly, Pyre just keeps growing and growing for me because Pyre is so, uh, again, the way it, we use its story with the sports game and it gets oddly really crazy and epic at the end. Like It sounds so good. Yeah, out, of, out, of all of, out of all of their games, that'd be the first one I will try. Pyre. Yeah, Pyre is amazing. Um, all right, cool. I am glad. I not surprised, but I am glad Hades yeah. Super Giants Bore, on this boring list choice. Hey, hey I'm with you. I'm not big on roguelikes, so when a roguelike hits, it it has to be really yeah. good. And Hades, it, just, oh, yeah. it disappoints me that I had to be the one to mention it. <laughs> oh, our our first roguelike. <laughs> oh man. All right, Isaiah. What what are we what are we doing next? This is your third, guys. So you got. It just fell into my palm of my hands from the heavens himself. I just thought of this game and remembered my absolute time with it. It is A Hat in Time by Gears for Breakfast.
Oh, nice. Enjoy Bad time was my first book. F first ever like a uh, PS4 games I bought alongside Undertale, and it's a game that I spent like 60 hours playing. It's a collectathon, like 3D platforming game that you probably feel more resistant towards Super Mario Sunshine or Super Mario Galaxy. Those Super Mario games Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie. Yes, those games that you loved playing growing up. God bless. And time will give you that same like childhood like like wonder that you have with those games. It's cute. It's charming. It stands out and it had a fun little story with an alien hat kid uh, in space trying to go back to home. But then like, oh, someone like, hey, you need to like uh, pay the tax to like park here with your spaceship and <laughs> punches the window. And now you're stranded here with all your little time like uh, pieces scattered across like these worlds. And yeah, I go find them all. The whole point of it is just to be is a collectathon, like on Super Mario games. You collect the, the shines, the sprites, and you do that. He, same thing here. It has so many fun, like uh, just traversal in these worlds. They're so dense and compact, and the writing is goofy and like fun. Uh, it's it's a perfect game for your for your kid and for you as an adult. Any person can pick up this game and be like, this is fun. I love this. And there's like even this one level. I, I can't go too much into it, but I will say during close to end game, you find a big level that's just complete endless. It, it, it has all these islands connecting and you can like zip line to them. You can you can do all these like fun little like a like, oh, was like a boost in the air. You like a dive like a Mario the Odyssey. You can do all this fun stuff, double jump, everything. It's it's. A platformer. It's a 3D platformer. Cute, fun. It's simple in design, but like even more fun to explore and get your hands on. I wholeheartedly recommend it. It's it, it delivers on all fronts. And if you're a completionist like I am, you're gonna love just finding all these like collectibles. And the characters, I, I should mention this. The characters are awesome. You probably know this one character named the Snatcher. He is iconic. <laughs> His like uh delivery with the voice actor is just Kiss again. <laughs> um, was this a is it was this a Kickstarter game? Oh, was yes, it, was was it? A... Yeah. Okay. This was like one of the early Kickstarter games I remember seeing and being like, oh wow, that's really cool. Yeah. And and to this day, like I think they're they might have just released their last bit of DLC, but they have DLC. If you like this game, you Wait, like what they're it shows. Still releasing stuff for a hat in time. I'm pretty sure they had like wow, the, a recent crazy. DLC from like like I think a, like a year ago. Dude, the last I, saw, one. I remember seeing this game in like 2014, it, right? 2014. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, wait, it came out in 2014? Or I, I'm, it, thinking, uh, I'm thinking like it was around the time when the Kickstarter came out. Oh, okay. Okay. That sounds right. I was going to say, wow. Yeah. Cause I remember seeing that this game like long before that. But um, all right. Is there uh, any last things you want to say about Hat in Time? Uh, I can't really say a lot because beside like these like surface level like opinions because when you get your hands on it you you find out there's a lot more to it you can customize the hat kid you can get these pins that give you more like uh, abilities like i mentioned earlier there's a zip line but you can also do like a, like a scooter oh hats that's right the hats i'm so sorry the hat's the <laughs> core mechanic in the game because you're hat kid a hat in time oh. and you have different abilities going through like objects you have like uh freezing you have like bombs to throw it's you can go really fast like there's a lot you can play around this game and it constantly juggles these mechanics with you and you never grow tired of them you never feel like they're ones that are being used much you of course have a favorite mine's just, like the speedy hat but you're constantly like on the move, on the go, and having fun, and the humor's there. 
Yeah, it's really hard to. I feel like it's really hard to nail a 3D platformer even more than like a 2D mm-hmm. right. one. Just getting like the feel and the physics and the weight of it right. So when a when a game does it, I I always appreciate that. I'm like, mm, okay, good job. Josh, have you played this game? No, it's it's one that's been on my wish list for so long. But it's one of those games that's it's, in, uh, it's like a just the right game. price point where I'm like, yeah, I don't want to spend like thirty dollars. That's uh, terrible. But <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I like right. sales. All right, uh, Colton, uh, what's your third? Um, I think so. When I think of indie game, what I I know it's not, it's not the most accurate thing to say, but I guess when I think of a triple A game, when I think of a game that's sixty dollars, I don't think of a game that I can beat in an hour and a half. You know, um, sure. Not that every indie game you can do that either. Most of them, I feel like nowadays you can't do that. They're, I feel like they're kind of getting longer and longer. Some but, of them like endless, but yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this game in particular is by far the shortest game on this list that we have uh, curated so far. And it's Donut County. That is just uh, one of the, the most thing. simple. Uh, what thing? I thought you were going to go with something else there when you were building it up, but I, I'm glad to see Donut County. Yeah, I mean, th- there's just something, uh, you know, Donut County came out and it just. No, nothing else mattered. And nothing, I mean, really, for that whole afternoon, nothing else mattered. <laughs> I remember uh, bringing, was... yeah, I remember bringing you and Victoria into my room. I'm like, I have Donut County. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, I, had, I had to buy it that day. I just. You know, and it's so simple, it's so short, but it, I just think it's, I think it's very clever. You know, the gameplay sounds super simple when you, you know, mention it and the writing is really funny. And, you know, it's, it's also like the perfect family game. You know, you could like, you know, if you have a, if you have a kid, you know, I've heard stories of people like, you know, their kid may be just too young to be able to play the game effectively, but they would sit there and watch their parent play it all day and just laugh and laugh. You know, like I think I think it's I think it's the perfect like uh, if if you wanted to know what an indie game was, I think this is I think one of the first ones I would show somebody. Yeah, and I think it'd be the perfect, yeah. perfect game to, to kind of start somebody it's out. Such, on. It's such a chill out game and it's pleasant to like listen to and look at and ah uh, yeah donut county's great i kind of give a quick shout out to the art to the guy who made the soundtrack daniel kostner you can find the album for donut county on spotify he's made a fan album of that soundtrack themselves like he's like he's yeah. actually like a single album and it's great you guys should totally check it out and the game itself is like what three hours long it's it's, totally it's weird worth it. it's apart from the game he made a sequel album of the music of donut county made like you know like a sophomore album without a sequel and right. so yeah that's just a weird cool thing <laughs> mm-hmm. all right um yes yeah donut county is great i've like i every platform it comes out on i beat it on <laughs> <laughs> the minute it came to xbox i was like yep the minute it came to switch i was like uh-huh uh so yes donut county um i okay so where i thought you were going for a second there colton is my next game is gonna be journey
Me too. I think that too. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, Journey, I want to say, is probably... I, I think of Journey as maybe the turnaround of Sony actually like getting into the indie game, like for real, in the same way Xbox was. Because for a while, you thought of like, okay, Super Meat Boy, like Limbo, um, uh, Bat, you know, uh, not, not Bastion. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bastion, all that stuff, Braid. That was all Xbox, like like Trials. They they were like hitting out of the park, and Sony had like some some cool stuff, but it wasn't hitting in the same way. And I think Journey was the first one was like, oh, this is not just like an indie game. This is like a game of the year contender. And what Journey does um, that was really inventive at the time um, was it, 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 you know, it's like a it's it's a really cool game about like a it, well, a journey. You're just like these cloth, a uh, little cloth person that goes across the desert and all the game directs you to do is just to go forward. And it kind of gives you like a lot of cool visual cues. It, um, and you there's only like one button to interact and one button to jump. But uh, what what's cool and what um, what you don't want to get spoiled for you if you don't get the spoiled. So if you haven't played Journey, just skip over the next, I don't know, five minutes or so. At least for the next like 30 seconds. I'll just take Is my that, off. Have you never played Journey? No. Do you know what? about? Do you know? Do you know the thing that makes Journey special? Oh yeah, like, you good. You good. Okay, you know what that. You know what happens. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Okay, so uh, you you just think, oh, okay, this is like a really pretty game, exploration game, and all of a sudden in the distance, you'll just see like another character moving around, and you'll be like, oh, is that like an NPC? What is that? And then soon it becomes clear that it's another player. And what Journey does is it will throw, it'll like kind of combine your sessions with other players playing the game. And um, if you get too far away from each other, you kind of go into your own session and then you run into someone else. Or, so, you know, it, it just depends who you play with. A lot of times when I play, when I do my play sessions, I end up playing with the same person, <laughs> like through the entire rest of the game. Um, and it's just really like the soundtrack is amazing. I think it won like a Grammy the year it came out. Um, the, all the, yes, all, the, all the art and the sound. And, um, it's just, it's just really a, a master stroke and, um, just you going on a journey with somebody else and you getting like oddly attached to someone like you've never met. And all you can do is kind of like chirp at each other. Hmm. By the end of the game, you really feel like you went through like an adventure with somebody, you know, like you went through like, you know, meeting them like trials and uh, later again, spoilers, uh, death and then like rebirth. And it, it feels like you're almost doing like life with somebody in like this two hour span. And the special thing about Journey, I think it's the game I like to watch people play more than even play it. And because mm -hmm. it's so short, it's a great game for people that don't normally play games to play. You know, it's two buttons. Um, and so I recently watched uh, Sam play through it, uh, my fiance. And this is the first game she's ever beat <laughs> was Dirty. Oh, really? Um, she's played a good amount of games, but she's never beat them. But this is I watched her play from start That's to end. Uh-huh. And I, I saw her. I, she had no idea that there was going to be another player and all of a sudden someone came chirping by and she's like, is that what, what is the, who's that? And slowly she's like, she did figure out, she's like, that's another person. <laughs> and it was really cool to watch. Cause they, 
I don't know if this person has played before or what, but they went through the entire game together. Oh wow! <laughs> From like start to start to end. Um, and this was this was like uh, a few months ago. So like you know, there's still people playing, and you you still get that magic and. Um, there's just like a lot of really good moments. I think that uh, moment of sliding down the hill, that level, mm, yeah. with kind of oh, that, like yeah. that's the first time like the music really kicks in. I think per level they add another instrument, and that's where they really get like it's not just like a a, a, a cello. It's like where they get like a, a viola or like another like higher kind of jauntier instrument in. And the way that like the sand sparkles, everything about that level is just like iconic. Yeah, and you'll see a lot of references to it in other games and stuff. So yeah, Journey's a really important yeah. indie game to I'm, have on this I'm, list. I'm looking yeah. at gameplay right now. It just makes me want to play it for like the fifth time. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. always fun to have your friends around during the during when you play another session of that game. I mean, I tr- Colton, I think you and I both remember like having our friends over at your own little shack, and we we, we play the game all the way through entire night and it, it it shows just yeah the importance of this game not just like a i guess memory and like a design wise but actually the the key thing is the design which is like that multiplayer like aspect to this game which makes it stands out so much that i think a lot of developers looked at this game and was like holy crap that's really cool can we do something like that like you know yeah. it, it's it's a revolution and you know, and it sounds so dumb to say this, and I'm gonna say I feel dumb saying it, but I feel like Journey is like less of a game to me and more of like an experience. Yeah. Like when people say like games are like interactive experiences, like yeah, I, I just a different part of my brain plays Journey. It's kind of Journey is more like listening to like an album to me, like a music album, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I get that. It, it's just it's it's almost like an interactive art piece that you get to experience with either people in the same room or like online. And I think that was like very intentioned. So yeah, just a very a really, magical game. Very yeah. Magical. Yeah. It's it's kind of like a once I don't know if there's ever gonna be another game like Journey that can do the same tricks. And it's not even like its online thing was like the craziest thing. I mean, for a lot of people like that going in and out without actually like going to a lobby or saying accept. Like, I think before that, like Demon Souls and Dark Souls had come out. And that was, you know, that's where that concept first came to me, like someone invading your game like that. Uh, that concept is very cool. But for most people, that was their first time ever like dealing with something like that. And I think that's still a cool concept to this day. I'm surprised more games haven't done um but yeah journey journey um all right so are we on our last this is our last pick so make it count isaiah that's josh nervous oh sorry (laughs) no josh doesn't get a last pick (laughs) i have been thinking about this whole time finally i took the time to actually think about this one um i had to dig real deep to to really figure out which game Big Doug meant <laughs> the most to me, or that I think deserves my final pick, and that oh, game, man. that game is Minecraft. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I knew that was gonna be my next one. 
one. Dang it. I could I couldn't let it slip by. I didn't know for sure if because if I didn't pick it, I was like, uh, it's not gonna feel right. And I'm usually not the biggest supporter of Minecraft. Why are you making me yellow, dude? Get out of here. <laughs> I, I usually uh, complain about Minecraft. I hardly ever want to play it. When my kids play it, I'm like, ugh. They ask me to play it with them. I'm like, no, get out of here. Never. I want to play Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I, there, I have so many fond memories of Minecraft. Yeah. It's, it will always be one of the greatest indie games. It, it, it changed the it's so world in the stupidest it, way. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think it's it's so many people's like uh like Gen Z's like first game. Like it's so many people's like it's such a sem oh, yeah. seminal game to so many people that like it's almost legendary and kind of it's in its own league in a way. I mean, like all of all of my cousins, I mean, that are all right now they're all under the age of like 14, you know. Like that that's the first game I've seen like any of them play. Like since they were like all 6 years old, they've been playing Minecraft nonstop. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah, the okay. game for like non-gamers to play. Like if you have someone who plays Minecraft, it's a good there's a, there's a chance they just play Minecraft. They don't find a need to play any other game but Minecraft. And that that speaks volumes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, dude. My my kids have Minecraft toys and shirts and toothbrushes. It's insane. Lucky. Yeah, Minecraft to me isn't just like it. It goes beyond being a game. It's, it's like, like its own platform. Yeah. It's like it's like yes. it's like you have the PlayStation. You have <laughs> even though Xbox owns them. You have an Xbox. You have a Switch, and you have Minecraft. Like it's almost its own game, kind of in the same way Roblox is too. You know. Yeah. But but it, it's kind of just its own one, thing. Uh, yes, it's it's an awful company. Don't buy Roblox. Don't let your yeah. kids play Roblox. That's all I'll say. There's We're a lot of reasons Minecraft not to. In this household, hey, I played Roblox Minecraft. a lot back then. Don't let them. Don't buy Roblox for your kids. Sports decision. Yeah, uh, but uh, yes, Minecraft absolutely should be in this list. No, I just gotta cross uh, my so fingers that to so many someone people. else uh, picks my actual pick. I mean, if if you asked YouTube, uh, Minecraft is the biggest game in the world, right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. It kind of is the biggest I game mean, in the world. I mean, it is, it's not yeah. just, you're right. You're like, it's, it's like, like I said, it's so important to so many people. It's, it's, it's like fundamental, but also just like in the YouTube space, like it's almost its own platform within that space too. Like, yeah, they could have like its own, uh, like when you go down to genre, Minecraft could be its own genre within YouTube, you know? Yeah, didn't, didn't, they, didn't something come out recently and they were like the, the percentage of YouTube videos, it was like, it was like 15 to 20 percent of all YouTube videos were Minecraft videos or something. Like, yeah, and, they still, they still stupid that. Like and that. it speaks volumes that I'm not surprised. And that's it's like, oh, yeah, that lines up. That yeah. Lines up. yeah, yeah, like we, I, um, like we, my generation we group on this. What's that? Do we trust Wikipedia? I thought you were said, did we put Wikipedia on this list? So I'm yeah. like, yes, my, my favorite indie game, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Uh, no, I, like, they, say, they say it's like number one best-selling game of all time. Oh, yeah. I'm not, like I said, I'm not surprised. That. Like, And it doesn't matter what form it comes in. Kids will just play it on like their, their like, I don't know, their Windows phones. Like, <laughs> like on just the most potato <laughs> devices. Like... Lenovo or whatever, wherever, <laughs> yeah, wherever and however they can get it, it they they get it. It's yeah, it's an important <laughs> it's game. I personally think it's boring, but that's me. So there you go. Ooh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Dang. 
Yeah. Dan Fortnite, man. I don't hate it. I I appreciate anything that's popular. It does. Yeah. yeah, I like good games, Troy Olson. Troy, I was like you once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no about uh, for, about <laughs> not Fortnite, Minecraft, Josh. Okay, yeah. uh, let's let's move on, Isaiah. What is your last Never pick? Make I, I, I was actually asking Josh if you wanted anything specific to add to Minecraft. Uh, it's a good game. You should play it, Troy. You idiot. I played, you know, I've played more than 20 hours of Minecraft. More than you have <laughs> Fortnite, so that's good. Yeah, hey, actually, I've played more than 20 hours of Fortnite. <laughs> that's oh, wow. Yeah, I probably put about 50 plus hours into Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. And it's like original form. That's crazy. Of, of the, it was before seasons. I played a lot. I mean, I didn't like Fortnite back in the original season, so. Yeah, yeah, it was whatever. It was, it was, you know, like I was playing on console and PUBG wasn't available to me, and Fortnite came out, and I was like, I want to see what this, you know, battle royale is all about, and I got it. And you're like, this sucks. I was like, okay, and I moved on. But okay, Uh, moving on, moving on. Isaiah, uh, please pick the one I'm thinking in my head, so I don't. I'm feeling the same way. Another one of mine. God, what? what, Can you give me like a code? No, I'm joking. (laughs) Okay. I'm I, I'm I'm a little bit at a crossroads. Should I pick the uh, this? No, game no, don't ask. Game? No, don't ask. Cause yeah, yeah, you just have to pick. <laughs> okay. The sanctity of this list must be protected. Oh no, I know what he's gonna pick. Do you? I'm thinking. Oh no. Okay. Are you no, gonna no, pick no. that? I, 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 hold on. Sorry, listeners. We have the list in front of us, and he just highlighted something. Um, I'm having to kill some real time because of Isaiah's nonsense right now. Shut uh, up. All right, all right, I'll pull it out. It's Shovel Knight. I think Knight. that was me that highlighted Shovel Knight. <laughs> all right. Thank sure. you. Shovel Knight. So I'm I'm at a crossroads with like a story heavy game and this game. Shovel Knight, however, was one of these games back in like 2014, 2013 of Kickstarter that promised this huge project, four different campaigns, different characters you get to play as, and it, these like campaigns would be free with the launch of the first campaign. Shovel Knight delivered. It gave you four different experiences of. Ex- kind of experience the same story in different times and sometimes same time periods. but it's just oh my god show night is that game where you can just like go in play it and you'd be like yeah this is pretty cool but the variety it has to it with its base mechanics being a shovel knight you literally like do like a like was it like ducktails sort of like a bouncing oh the pogo oh, feels really thing. good yeah you have like, a, this, like your attack deflects things it's yeah yeah, it's a you it's a platformer. Dig. You can dig. <laughs> absolutely like <It's>, Minecraft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sona is just that platformer that anyone can jump into and just like have like the most fun with it. It it's I, like I think it's overworld. Like all, all its overworld stuff is really good. Like all the towns, really cool. all the little secrets in like the overworld, like where you can get like upgrades and stuff. That's all hidden. It's not hidden, but it, it kind of feels like you're stumbling on fun stuff all the time. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's 
it's that like it's like the platforming like side scrolling indie game to play if you want to get into indie games it, it has a story where you just you're shovel knight and you had a comrade fell and like this terrible like an accident of wanting to like sought out for treasure and you're in this big depression as shovel knight and then boom the like the land is like overthrown by evil so now you shovel knight again such a goofy concept but awesome have to overthrow all of them including the witch and just prevail and with these three other campaigns you get to play as three of the bosses from those from like your first campaign and it's amazing one of the and they have something like so such cool and like 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 new mechanics the second campaign has you do play as a plague plague knight you have these bombs and like keep you in the air you can like mix and match these like uh these bombs to like do different things do different ways to attack and traverse the levels you have specter knight literally tony hawk pro skater in a 2d like like side-scrolling like indie game i'm not exaggerating oh, that my hopes up is yeah it's amazing it is fun and it's it is just sick and then you have the uh what's it called what's his name king knight that brings in final fantasy 9's card game mechanic into this game and makes it like a whole spiel where you're playing Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> you're playing Yu-Gi-Oh with all the knights and it's like I'm a Tetra Master in that game. I didn't know that. Yes, you are. Oh it, my god. I, you should have told is. me that. <laughs> Shovel Knight innovates on itself in so many ways that you don't expect it to. Its story, while simple, can be very sweet through all three playthrough or four playthroughs. And it's a package that will have you continue to replay it like I did when I first bought it on my 2DS. I went from New Game Plus New Game Plus route and I still have the most fun with it. It is this is this is the indie game. Also your uh, kids into Jake in Kaufman, home. the composer, does a oh, big yeah. job on that on that on amazing that, uh, OST. Yeah. Like, the availability of this game, by the way, is like it's it's like everywhere. You oh speaking of it. speaking of availability, you want it launched exclusively on 3DS and the Wii U. So I felt pretty special playing it on my Wii U. I'm probably like, I'm one of the probably 50 people playing Shovel Knight on the Wii U right now (laughs) while everyone else is playing on 3DS. I'm sure you are. But yes, it's been ported to everything since then. Um, Even my iPhone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did literally a new Shovel Knight. I, you know, I don't understand how they make money. They just put free content. They just put free content on like on that game for like a decade. I'm like, how how are they still just... Um, they haven't like released a full price well i think when they launched on the switch with the um treasure trove edition yeah yes. i want to say that Ooh. probably made their, them a their projects fair were, amount of, ca- of cash right there yeah they were just fulfilling the what they promised to the backers so they already and had they did it money. and they did it and they then really the fact that every time they released a new campaign that gave them even more like like you know um it, what is it called it momentum put their name Inci- what yeah Inci- sure God yeah yeah infamy <laughs> no <laughs> recognition I, like oh yeah yeah sure, yeah, yeah. Sure. And if brand, you just brand recognition yes it, it, if you like uh, the idea of only playing like the also the shovel knight box. is on in it everything like every oh, indie yeah. game for like the last five years they shovel knight is in it <laughs> in weird ways you're just like okay uh, it should be uh, more i, I should also mention that you can buy these campaigns separately if you want to get shovel knight get shovel knight if you want to get like the plague knight get plague knight if you want to get specter knight That's- that's like you can get its own. You can buy these campaigns separately as well if you just want to experience one of you them. You can. That's, 
Yeah, you can shovel of hope. Um, and like Spectre. Okay, Knight. I'm gonna go against Isaiah. Don't do that. Buy a treasure trove. Yeah, yeah. Buy the whole trove. Is a good deal. Yes. Yeah. But if you just if you want to do that, it's out there. But I'll yeah, it. play it. Play play shovel Knight treasure trove. I'm telling you, it's the indie game. The indie game ever. I love it. You it's should the love indie it. Indie game ever. Let's go. <laughs> All right, uh, Colton. Uh, last pick. Yeah, try to follow Man. that one up. I was I was really I was really banking on no one picking Minecraft, so I was really hoping that would be my last one. Um, I'm terribly sorry. It's okay. He's I just not- spent like the last ten minutes trying to like panicking trying to pick. Dude, uh, I, put it, I put it on the list. It's right here, dude. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> okay, sure. Ultimate Chicken Horse. Yeah. That that is a joke. However, that is probably one of the best multiplayer games I've ever played. It's a shot. Um, I, I right now I'm tired. We have multiple two. significant others that hate that game, and I kind of I think that's really funny too. Yeah, yeah. And they're so wrong. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, a great game. it's so much fun. <laughs> oh god, it's very funny. Um, oh, here, 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 right here. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I like what remains to be different too. Um, I I really am tied between two of them, and I just no stop stop it. <laughs> you're you're making this worse. We're bullying Colton. I'm gonna have to uh, I guess the Google Doc. Oh, oh, I, I guess I'll just TV. I guess I'll just go with this one. I think uh I think Stardew Valley should be. Oh, on. oh, oh no. Yeah, what are we going to do without a farming game? I agree. <laughs> I disagree. Think, no, I think that game surprised me more than almost any other game on this list. Maybe maybe not. Maybe not have surprised me more than uh, The Witness. The Witness really surprised me with how much I liked it. But I'm with you too, yeah. Uh, it, Stardew Valley, I, I've never, I never played a farming game. I never had interest in playing one. I just, I heard so much about it. I heard all the stuff you could do in that game and i really uh i really fell down that uh that stardew hole like i i was playing nothing but that game for the longest time you know i was making sure i was buying the best crops for the season you know you have to to really make as much profit as you can you have to do some research be like okay you know these pumpkins they take 14 days to mature that's over half the season gone i have to make sure i plant enough to make a profit but i also have to make enough within those 14 days to buy other seeds and i have to make sure i'm upgrading my weapon so on the days when i can't farm anything i have i'll go in the caves and mine and you know and uh do some like you know go, go hunt some enemies and look for diamonds and stuff and i, I don't know and i and, and then you can romance anybody in the yes, game yes i was waiting for you to say that <laughs> And uh, and the story Gross. behind like the 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 evil supermarket in the town that's trying to take over, and you can either there's a choose... story. Yeah, oh, yeah. There yeah, there's like like Walmart's trying to buy out the yeah Walmart's trying to like buy out the whole town. Dude, all I did can... for like freaking twenty hours is just like plant the same freaking plant over and over again. Didn't talk to anybody. Oh, well, you were playing that way wrong. I missed Farm Bill. Leave me alone. You gotta make soup for the town. Yeah, you can make soup for the town, and for some reason, you can, like, the mayor, like, the first thing the mayor (laughs) 
talks to you about is he's missing his underpants and he does and and like 20 hours later you can befriend one of the ranch ladies and if you befriend her enough she'll let you in her house and for some reason his underpants are in her room and you can sneak the underpants <laughs> into the christmas stew and then he makes a big scene in front of everybody it's like oh why are my underpants in here <laughs> it's, it's it's the weirdest game and it really it, it really captured my heart it it is such a good game. I love it so much. I actually have a lot of respect for the developer of this game. Like me too. The, he, he made this yeah. like all by himself. He learned how to do like the art and Eric everything Barone. in like six years. That that's that's crazy. It's amazing how he's he went done from it. zero to hundred just so fast. He he maintained a relationship by the way through the course of the development. It's insane. Well, I didn't get into his personal life. <laughs> I'm sorry. He had some privacy. <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> he offered his significant other rocks enough to where she kept the same. So that's what I did in Stardew. So it must work. Must have worked for him too. All right. Uh, here's a nice rock. Um, you guys have put me in a real tough position here. You put yourself last. I didn't realize I was going to be the last pick. And they're like, You made the list. I you know I made the list. But now that I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh my God. There are like three games I feel very strongly about. Two of them especially. If you put oh. one, one, of, one of them, I will like have a hissy fit about if you put it on the list. I know which one you're talking about. I don't think you do. Um, Unless you've talked um, to Colton recently. Eh? Eh? Um, <laughs> oh, I know God. what he's talking about. I, oh my, this is really tough. Now, now I'm the one, now, now you guys are going to cover for me because I'm I, having a, I, a, I, sorry, I apologize. I'm having for saying, a crisis. Uh, for saying hissy fit, no one says that. <laughs> no one ever. Came out of nowhere. My mom says it. <laughs> 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 okay. I'm going to go with. Do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna oh, have to go with okay. last. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Celeste. Um <laughs> I think it's such a pleasant little game about such a deep topic and it kinda it pleasant. kinda does it. It kinda well it, it also it's a very challenging platformer, but I find pleasant. that I find very that very pleasant. Yeah. Those are the type of games where I can just sit back and be like, Wow, I died, let's roll it again, you know? It, it's talking about Stardew Valley and like you choose to use pleasant for Celeste, one of the most It is Stardew Valley, like management games make me very on edge. Uh <laughs> hard as nails platformers are the ones that I'm just like, ah, oh, this is nice. <laughs> we're we're complete opposites. So I, I Bloodborne, you're like, ooh. Yeah, no, no, exactly. That's my most, I use soul games to do the same thing. I just like I, wipe I my wind mind. down to boss fights. Yeah, uh, I've re- yes. I replayed that um, game Celeste for like three different times, dude. It's amazing. Um, yeah, just the uh, everything down to like the visuals to the sound effects. Like usually, sometimes it can get a little grating when like characters talk, but the sound effects they made for like Celeste and all her—it's just very pleasant, and the soundtrack is amazing. Uh, I think it's a uh, Lena Rain, right? Is yes, it is Lena Rain. 
yes, Lena Rain can sit very comfortably next to Toby Fox and Jake Kaufman in the trifecta of indie game composers. But um, um, Celeste, it just, uh, you know, I expected like a really solid platformer and it is. It, it kind of takes cues from like Super Meat Boy, but I, it's, 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 it's even a little more thoughtful than that. Um, and so, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely like a skill based platformer, but it's really the like the story and the direction and the tone and mood that everything takes that I didn't expect. Um, like there's like a haunted castle you go to and it's all like uh, it's it's really interesting to like explore and it kind of has a Metroidvania feel about how you like go around it. There's interesting like character dynamics that happen while you're in these places. And I think yeah. the thing that really gets me is that it really doesn't show its true colors. Uh, every level, it throws like another curveball at you on, on the platforming angle. And you're like, wow, like my character's like controls didn't change, but it's just like really clever, really good feeling mechanics. Um, yeah. Like the first I think the first time it really hit me was when I think it might be in that like haunted castle where you get those like star blocks that you kind of warp through. Yeah. And everything just feels really nice and tight. And um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, those scenes in Ori, those like escape scenes. Yeah. Um, I really feel like they did those better, but that's like the whole game. Like everything feels like you're hitting it exactly when you should have hit it. And if you would have been a minute, a second late or a second too soon, that wouldn't have happened. So it feels really good to like nail uh, the platforms and get like, you know, get proficient at the game and you get treated to like uh, a really kind of heavy story about like uh, depression, like self doubt and stuff. And it, that's all really well done. It's not super on the nose either. Mm -hmm. um i mean by the end i mean you you kind of like face like yourself dark, like it's a dark version of her i guess i like guess over uh, i guess but it, it could have been it could have been more cringy than it is and it's less the writing and less the character dynamics they do a lot with like the music and uh the environment to like show the tone of what's happening and i appreciate yeah. that um, so it's not as direct as some games can be like, like, uh, oh, what's the Square Enix like uh, it, uh, a stranger thing? No, stranger things. Life uh, is strange. Oh, stranger yes. Paradise? Yes. Like life is strange. It's not like playing through that and like me uh, rolling my eyes. I know people yeah, love yeah. that game. I'm sorry for anyone that uh, does. But that game, no. I just roll my eyes so hard at that game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like it, it tries to tackle a lot of those things. I'm just like, oh, God, <laughs> like, here we go. Here is the ABC like a, like family. A, yeah, I was going to say like a CW show. Like, uh, totally. It's yeah, totally yeah. that. And I, dude, I can't stand that. So it, it really does avoid a lot of that. And it does it in a really cool fashion. And I think that developer is really good. Um, yeah, Matty Thorson's awesome. Yes, Matt makes games. So we congratulations. He got two games on here. She um, I'm really glad we decided to do a special mention because... I was really torn on that last bit. But again, this was my game of the year in a, in a year where God of War, Spider-Man, Red Dead, uh, a bunch of games were there. And this is the one I left being like, man, that was so good. <laughs> um, and super intense. That last like boss battle is one of the most memorable, like intense platforming sections I think I've ever played in a game. Yeah. 
um, where you're like dodging those beams and jumping between platforms. It just feels, I think it's why I want to play neon white. Neon white seems to have a lot of Celeste energy in the way you're chaining uh, your platforms and your abilities in like a 3D environment. I almost think like neon white is almost like a 3D Celeste in my um, my eyes, not not having played it, but you know. That's close. What did that guy make? The neon white guy, what was his... Oh, uh, Ooh, Donut, County. Donut County. Donut County. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so That's weird. insane, right? And Ben Esposito, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Awesome. Uh, cool. Okay, so before we move on, let us, let's go through our list. So um, our picks for e- our essential indie games for Big Bandit Gaming is... Uh, I'm going to have each of us say the games we picked. Oh, gosh. So, get back to the list. Yeah, Castle Crashers. And uh, the cave story. Colton. Colton? A witness. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first pick was Hotline Miami. Hello. Did John hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we no, got yeah. you. We got you. Oh. Tower Fall. Ascension. <laughs> Ascension. Yeah. Nice. Undertale. Colton. God dang it. Oh, sorry. He's looking through the when, when I edit, <laughs> when I edit this, by the way, those pauses won't be there. So we'll just suddenly start breaking in the la- <laughs> right away. Colton will uh, uh, just okay. be like, "Dang it!" <laughs> it's very oh, funny. I've been doing it. Rocket League. Nice. All right, I've got Hollow Knight. Hades. A Hat in Time. Oh, Donut County. <laughs> Journey. Minecraft. Shovel Knight. Stardew Valley. And last, I have Celeste. (laughs) All right, so now we're going to pit our lists against each... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Part three. (laughs) I'm joking. This has gone far too long. So real quick, we still have this huge list ahead. And sorry, uh, dear listeners, I'm not going to... We are not going to read this entire list because then we're going to end up talking about the games. So (laughs) real quick fire... What are two games on here that stand out to you that we might have overlooked or if we had a larger list would definitely be on there? Josh. Okay, so real quick, my two uh, are actually not on this list. Uh, Number one is in reference to Ahead in Time. That is a game that I would probably really enjoy because I loved New Super Lucky's Tale and I don't even know if that studio is still around, but that that game is one of the most enjoyable games I've ever played. Um, also, Forager, which is just a really, really small indie nice. game that I played on Game Pass. I had no idea what the game was. I was just like, yeah, it's a cute character. Downloaded it. And I was like, it's strange. It's like a pseudo survival. Like you're, it's like over, I don't know how to describe it. You're crafting a bunch of stuff, kind of like um, another game on this list, Don't Starve, where you're like, there's just less things trying to kill you, essentially. It's really cute. <laughs> it's really fun. Charming. Try it out. Nice, nice. All right, Isaiah, what 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 are we overlooking here? All right, yeah, totally. Go go check out Neon White. Same developers, or same like I think director or whatever. Uh, for Donut County made Neon White a game for <laughs> freaks, and and it has that like speed running, like like a score chasing, like like play style that 
you know, it, it, it really grips you. You always want to keep replaying those levels like, oh, well, how can I do this faster? Work on cut time. Where is like a shortcut I could find? And those those mechanics that they have in that game, they are continuously building up on each other and it continuously challenges you in neat, interesting, and fun ways. Hard recommend. My other pick is Rivals of Ether, one of my favorite platforming fighting games of all time next to Smash Ultimate itself. Uh, that guy, uh, the, the lead developer, I forget his name, uh, something daniel uh, i forget but basically uh it's another platform right fighting game the cast is smaller but because it's so much smaller you have so many characters that feel much more different and diverse in their mechanics and their depth of where you can take them i highly recommend it it's on nintendo switch it's on you know your mom's pc you know go check it out same with neon white same case love this game go check it out did you just make like a secret your mom joke and play totally straight? Sounded like it. Yeah, <laughs> you. Bravo for just not just riding right past that. All right, cool. Thank you, Isaiah. Uh, Colton, what are we looking at? Uh, well, I have another puzzle game. It is Outer Wilds. I think. Uh, yes, thank you. I think I think that's just another. It's another puzzle game that doesn't hold your hand, and I think it. it it's another game that another rare game that trusts you to figure out the puzzle without you know, giving you the answer. I think uh, they they find really clever ways to do to do stuff like that with uh, exploration and yeah. and uh, and and even just the the storytelling in the game is really interesting too when you get down to it. Uh, you know, it's a lot of environmental storytelling and I I've always, I always like that. And then did my you, second huh? Oh did you finish that one? Uh, no, I didn't think so. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to look up the answer for a certain okay, puzzle, okay, and it's okay. really killing me. But uh, it's a pattern for me. Oh yeah, I know. I understand. As you can tell, I uh, really like games. I just sometimes can't finish them. Yeah. Uh, I uh, my second uh, sh- nomination is probably the game that I was kind of struggling to keep to to pick last, and just ended up picking Stardew Valley. But uh, like I said halfway through this podcast i didn't think about it being an indie game but i guess it might be is uh no man's sky i think uh that out of all of these games probably had the roughest launch i'm looking yes. through oh yeah by far had the roughest this. launch uh i think <laughs> where it is now is one of the best games on the planet and i Oof. think it's amazing it uh i just i mean Come i can't think of another game that, that just that just adds as much as they have Oh yeah, it's gross. How much? How much they keep adding to that game? It, it, yeah, I I think what they've been doing with that game is is perfect. I love it, and every update just seems to make it better and better. Except the multiplayer not working uh, currently, but whatever. I I can forgive them for that. So those are my two. All right, cool. Thanks. Uh, so my last two is um, Cuphead and the Delicious Last Course. Uh, we've said a lot of things uh, recently about Cuphead, but it's amazing art style, just still wholly unique and probably so hard to do that. Another studio probably wouldn't even touch it. <laughs> um, they do it with such flair and the gameplay is so tight and and fun and difficult. Uh, another relaxing game. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pick this as one of your four. I, I know. I know. I, 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 it was between that and Celeste, and I was just like, uh, Celeste has a, Celeste has a more emotional experience attached to it, too. <laughs> uh, I, lo- I, I love Celeste. Um, <laughs> Ew, it beat God of like War that. 
it beat God of War. Um, all right, and then my head. last pick. Oh, this is so difficult. I'm gonna say this is the most underrated game on this list, and it has not had its due, and I don't know if it ever will. But it's one of the best games on this entire list, and that is Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. It is sorry. It, <laughs> it is a Metroidvania game um, where you um, you play as Monster Boy, and he can turn into different monsters, and he gives them different abilities, which comes into play with the Metroidvania uh, sections. But it goes past that. You have like gear and armor and items, so it ends up being more of a Zelda game than a Metroidvania game. So it's like a perfect mix of that because um, when you get items, you get to go into dungeons. And that's how you solve certain dungeons and get past certain things. Oh, so this game looks weird. It's the perfect mix between like a Zelda and a Metroid game. Uh, the music, again, I will always mention the music, but the music has like A-listers like Yuzo Kashiro, Streets of Rage fame, up oh. to David Weiss, a Donkey Kong. I mean, just like it's it's a it has a ton of composers and all the music is just so good. And um, art style takes a little getting used to, but once you get used to it, it's actually like really pretty what they do with the lighting and the level design bar none. Um, all the platforming is great. Um, it's such an underrated game. It's it's one you don't hear anyone talk about. And but if you do, uh, there's you'll hear nothing but good things. Um, it just came out a little expensive, came out 40 bucks, which I think is justified. It's a very big game, like more expensive than you would think. But it's been on sale. It's on Switch. It, it, hopefully it's on Game Pass at some point. That'd be a really good... I, I hope people start playing this as like a game book club like we do because it deserves so much more praise and attention than it what? does. Then why don't we so, do it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. We should. We should. How I, I, I mean, I overlooked this game completely. It was uh, John Linneman of Digital Foundry did his top five games of the year. And he did this like super, he does all the DF retro stuff, which is just excellent too. But he went five minutes and just completely sold me on the game. And even past then I played it and it went totally past my expectations. So man, just a killer game. Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. If you've never heard of it, play it. It's good. It's really good. If you like Zelda or Metroidvania games, this is your jam. And yeah, that's my last pick. Yeah, Beautiful. Um... It's awesome, and 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 it's funny how we always like talk about like the the music in these games. By the way, flashy goodness, Brian will be the composer. Awesome on Spotify. Oh okay, yeah yeah yeah. Oh, hey. We love we love a Spotify. <laughs> Monster Boy so is thirteen ninety nine right now on Nintendo Switch. Oh my gosh! Ooh, yes, yes. Goodbye. And if you do get it on one of your uh, big boy consoles, it is at like 4K 120 and 4K 60 and stuff. So they've updated it with the newer generation stuff too. I think they wow. just put a Series X and S patch on it, so it looks razor sharp. It's really good. So yeah, hey, you guys, we'll talk about this maybe later. Yeah, that would, yeah, that yeah. would be a that'd be an excellent playthrough because that is just a game that does not get enough attention. But um, all right. Then that's our show. Uh, thanks for joining us. It was long as usual. This went longer than I originally thought it would, but that's just that's how what it be. we do. That's what we do, you know, Every just time. take a break in the middle. I might, you know, just, just. I love long podcasts. Take some time with yourself. <laughs> long walks. You're just like kicking yeah. a can, <laughs> listen to game podcasts. 
I fall asleep to us. It's okay. <laughs> we don't mind. Yeah. Our, yes, our podcast is the perfect podcast to fall asleep to. I, I randomly <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Absolutely. Be peeking yeah. at Mike. How dare like, you, Troy? <laughs> Yeah, every time Isaiah laughs, I'm going to actually manually turn up the level. <laughs> so it's just, it is just harsh. I, I, we love you, Isaiah. It's great. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And that is our show. So thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. I haven't done a plug in a while. So you can, uh, we have a Instagram and a Twitter that Colton uh, thankfully runs. And I super appreciate that. We also have a Patreon. So um there are hidden expenses to running this podcast so any amount would help and you get access to our discord where we're on there a lot so if you if you like what you hear and you want to get involved uh that will get you into our discord we'd love to see you so that is our show and thanks bye 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 go play these games <laughs> <laughs>